I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Value Pack. A uh, special guest today, but first I want to thank our lovely patrons. Badgerana, Britton Clark, Infrax Hawaiian, Oscultation, I Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Callahan, Millard, Carrot, Mayo Knight, Minari, Oponism, Slytech, and Talus Acceptum. Thank you guys so much, and everybody else who supports us on Patreon, and everybody who supports us on our streams as well. You guys are fucking awesome. We appreciate it. Uh, our guest today... Uh, we were hoping to have the Node War demo on, and then we were going to spend the entire podcast talking about the new Node Wars, but demo doesn't exist. But we're still going to have him on, and he's got a lot of opinions about the stuff going on in the game today. We spent like 40 minutes talking about shit before we even started the podcast. Should have been recording. It is uh, Scarletta. Thank you for joining us, brother. Hello, video world. Now, Thanks for, for those... For those people who maybe don't know who you are, give why don't you give a brief brief explanation of uh, who you are, how long you've been playing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh boy! All right. Well, Scarlet Shade. I've been playing for too long <laughs> since uh, since beta, and uh, I've been a Maywa since pretty much the entire time. Um, first day that it came out, uh, I knew it was the class for me as, for, as soon as I saw Red Moon, but. Um, it was a Valk before that at launch. Um, I was on the Orwin server with the Veritas guild and pretty much just uh, stayed with them until server merge. Went to play with... Uh, who was it? Iconic at first. Oh god, Iconic. That's so long ago. Then I went from there to Vertex and there I've stayed. And um, a few months ago, about five or so, I was actually elected GM as I was just the, the best fit for the role at the time. And um, I think things have been going pretty well so far. Elected? So was there a vote? Uh, it was more of just a kind of decision of all the leadership. All right. Well, it seems like you've been doing a decent job. Vertex has gotten pretty strong recently. At least, uh, yeah, at least I think from an outside perspective. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, we like hearing that. Uh, I think we are doing pretty well. Uh, we've got a good group of core community members that are in there every day, and they're pretty much like the foundation that everything is built on in Vertex. Without the community. Vertex really wouldn't exist. So shout out to you guys, my homies. So Vertex, huh? Um, so you were around during Vertex's transition, then? And were you were in Vertex during the Vo the Vudani days? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vudani, Sov, uh, Stalker, um, Evenson, of course. And then um, afterwards as well with uh, Vanguard's, right? Was it Vanguard's GM for a little bit? Or was he just shot caller? Vanguard's. No, no, no. He was not, shot caller. Yeah, he was a shot caller. Who, yeah. who was the GM at that time when he was the shot caller? 
Oh, we do not speak his name. Uh, oh, right. Wait, wait. That was the boot. That was the mass booting, right? That was the snap. I forgot, yeah. dude. I forgot. That was the mass. No. Yeah. It, it's crazy because we actually came back stronger. We really did. Yeah. That that like in that moment, it wasn't looking good for Vertex. I'm gonna be honest. No. That at yeah. that point, from the outside perspective, I was like, well, you know, I knew it was gonna be hard with Winter and Vudani gone, and they. They had a good run, and now they're being kicked out of their guild during a siege. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was crazy. Hard to recover from this. Yeah, I mean, we had everything agreed to beforehand um, that I was going to be the um, temporary person he was going to transfer power to, and he just didn't. Like right in the middle, just everyone started getting uh, snapped. You know, yeah. it's hilarious to look back on, but. At the time, and even at the time, it was it was kind of funny. But you know, that's a that's a guild killer right there. Yeah, you're you're right. You you really don't usually recover from that. So looking back on it, with us being where we're at, it's kind of funny now. But it could have been like something devastating. It's it's too easy as a normal. So for context, in the middle of a siege, the GM stuff. Oh, yeah. We don't have to say his name, but in the in the middle of siege. I guess he was scheduled to transfer power, right? Like at some point afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the middle of a siege war, he just starts kicking every single member out of the guild. Right? Was it basically mm -hmm. everybody? Did he kick everybody? Was it just him left? He, he, he kicked everyone that he could. Um, he couldn't kick me and a few others because I had actually placed the fort that week for siege. Ah, so then he kicked everyone that he could and then paid himself out. And the, the hilarious part, he didn't even get a billion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he got, remember, remember when uh, Summit 1G got that 800 mil payout and everyone freaked out? It's just like so funny in retrospect, like how little money that is mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really not a lot. But I was going to say, like, when that happens, as just like a normal member, if I'm in a guild and you're already kind of, it's hard, right? It's a struggle to begin with, um, sieging and stuff. It can be exhausting, and especially if you're not winning a lot. And you guys were in a weird transition point where it was a lot more difficult to win than it had been in the past. So if that happens, it's just really easy for a normal member to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of sick of the drama. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Mm hmm Yeah. So I think that speaks to the community in vertex though that we all kind of stuck together through that yeah um and then it got stronger you became gm and uh like kind of a while after that was a long time ago now at this point i don't even remember how many months yeah. if it's past six then um that's awesome because i think that's the curse oh yeah my first goal was to uh yeah beat the curse of swapping gms <laughs> Every six months. I'm pretty sure that was more than six months ago. That was like... That was a while ago. Yeah, that was that was like around when successions were just coming out, if I remember correctly. Oh, shit. So, it's kind of a while back. Um, So now now you're in Vertex and uh, are running things, and things are looking kind of good, right? I think. Where do you, I where do you, where do you rank your guys in the, wouldn't in say the top I'm 10? totally... I wouldn't say I'm totally running things. It's it's a leadership team, really is. Uh, Skiz, Skisms, Evenson, Loyal, myself, and even the the advisors we have. Um, they're they're what keeps the ship afloat. 
and where would I rank? Where would I rank yeah, Vertex? Where where are you guys? How how strong are you guys? You know, it's 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 really hard to say because like things are kind of in flux again. Like we're in the churn. Yeah, Bassy died. That's that's yeah. a that's a big uh, Bassy died and filter page turner. So filter right here. Where where do we go from numbers. here with us, Cho? And I mean, who else? They're gonna have to remake the uh, Siege for Dummies meme now. Yeah, I think it was one of the brutal guys. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, it had our alliance like in it. And that was the that was, that was Gonicus from Black Rose. It, it was pretty funny. I liked the editing. Um, but yeah, it needs to update the content now. <laughs> it's outdated. We're, we're in a new era. Yeah, things happen fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so from an outside, from my point of view, I, and I don't, I haven't been following Siege as closely, but I still like look and see who wins every week and kind of get an idea. But um, I would at least say Vertex is top four now, like pretty solidly. I don't think, I mean, I think it's probably just Snake, Cho, Black Rose, Vertex, and whatever order you want to put them. And then it's sort of a different level, but maybe you you don't feel that way. I don't know. What, what, it's, does that feel it's right? That's a, a pretty good TLDR, I think. Um. Yeah, it's just <laughs> look at the number of CG guilds, guys. Please, please, if you're out there and like wanting to get into siege, please come. We'll help you out. We just need more players at the table. Yeah. Why do you think people are not participating in siege? Suck whiz. Fuck. Suck wizard. It has ruined. Not fully ruined because we're still playing it, but it is so terrible for the current meta. It just it is, and the devs seem fine with it. A class that can do it all. Yeah. Have you tried playing Mewa in a large scale war in the last four months? Sure. Yeah. My my last time playing Mewa, I was <clears throat> I actually got Stormtrooper, um, so it's possible, and off meta classes can do it. It's just you're going to be putting out three times the effort that is required on a Suck Wizard. Yeah. Not not to discredit your Stormtrooper or anything, but it did get devalued a little bit by those 10-second respawn timers. Uh, it's a, I mean, there's more bodies. I don't know about that. There's more bodies the, to kill, right? You respawn six times as fast. You're actually getting See, that well in advance of all this stuff. That, that yeah. helps with the big AoE and ranged classes that can do that. But us, a small AOE classes, melee classes, don't really get that much of a, a boost from it. There may be more targets out there, but they're still on a ball. Yeah. And, and us, melee classes, trying to fight in a ball is like impossible. So we're pretty much relegated to the, the skirmish outskirts outside of the ball. So what needs to change with uh, Suck Wizard in order for people to be like, all right, let's go back to Siege? What sucks is like you don't want to kill the class, and I get that's probably where the developers are coming from. But there has to be some kind of compromise with the amount of damage you can do from range and in AoE after just teleporting. There has to be some compromise, so I think the damage needs to be tuned down, 
and I think overall, just range should be reined in. Uh, it's crazy you can uh, do that much damage with a meteor from like render range. Yeah, it's one of the things that I I always find kind of crazy is like obviously like suck ranger can put out similar damage, right? But if someone mm -hmm. gap closes on a suck ranger. That suck range is in a lot of trouble. They're not still putting out a ton of damage, and now they're kind of running for their life, trying to defend themselves. Whereas, like, you gap close on a suck wizard, you're probably gonna lose that <laughs> to the suck. Yeah, because they can trade you. Yeah. Um, suck rangers are a pretty good spot right now. They can just rain that damage from range, and I mean, what are you gonna do about it if you can't engage on it? Right. Um. I mean, even if they change, I know a lot of people always say like, well, split teleport's too strong or it shouldn't be able to instant cast after teleport. But I, I think about wizard or witch, the way suck witches. And I, I made this comment the other day and let me know if, how much, if you agree or disagree and, and to what level. Because I honestly think if Vertex right now, you have, what, how many wizards witch would you say participate in a siege? About. Um, probably between... I think 40, 50. I don't Between think we 40 and 50. top 50. So let's just say it's, let's just say 40, make a nice even number. If, if 40 of your players switched to witch and wizard wasn't in the game, would it even feel that much different or it would be kind of the same exact problem? I think you have highlighted one of the biggest issues that needs to be mentioned with Suckwiz is the double TP. That is so powerful. Um, that probably needs to go away. But then, what do you do? What does that do to to suck wizard in one v ones? Pretty much the same thing that happens to suck witch in one v ones. So they don't want to get rid of the double TP because that that hamstrings them. Um, but yes, if if suck wizard got nerfed to the ground tomorrow and suck witch was left the way it is. Uh, you would probably see the shift to which. Yeah. Suck. So would, or that, would, that, would that change like anything really in Siege? No. no. That's the thing that's kind of rough about it. So I, I'm wondering like, because they changed PA. That was nice. I, I, did, did you, do you notice a difference? Like, does it feel dramatic? Did, did it change your guys' strategies or approach at all? Yeah, it made Suck Wiz more powerful. <laughs> I'm not I'm not beaming, it did. Yeah. I mean they just do more damage to everybody now, right? Yeah. Like even through PA. Yeah, and you can just uh, TP in and, you know, voltaic frigid fog. And PA does like nothing now. So it just made the most meta class more meta. Yeah, it's kind of funny how like they did the one thing that everybody said not to do. Everybody was like, "Yes, nerf PA, but you can't just nerf PA and not do anything else." Yeah. Like there's got to be some subsequent changes somewhere. And then they did exactly that. They nerfed PA and then they were like, "All right, siege is fixed. We did it." I think what they've done is they've taken it out and now this is a period of time where they collect data. Well, yeah, I hate, this is I hate this, this is where about they're them. going to they're going to use this and see. See, we need to have PA at 999. Uh, no, they, no, I don't think so. Really? Really? Well, you give them won't. that much credit? 
Well, no, it's not that it's that it much in. pressure. No, it's just they, I mean, like, if you look historically speaking, outside of, like, core skills, which is really only half put back in from the old days, they really don't put things back after they change them. They're, like, kind of strange about that. Which I, I pointed well, they out. They did it that with the mouse movement. They did it with. That was never um, taken was out. It was never though. taken out. So they didn't do that. Like if. They if did P it with the frame rate? Okay, the frame rate thing, yeah, but that was like literally causing bugs. Like you couldn't Example. mount your horse. <laughs> you, you can't just put a. You can't just put a fucking condition on it. Like, oh, well, you know, well, I did this. They haven't but... changed balance. Like, they generally do not change balance and then go back and completely revert the change. Even even Crowflare, which is a good example from chat, they didn't even fully revert it. It doesn't give you the shards back. They half reverted it. The only example that they have done is Renown. Yeah, it's Renown. Renown is the biggest one. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just saying yeah. traditionally they don't they don't really like that's not their pattern. That they're gonna like give us something just to show us we're wrong and then take it back. It's not really their style. Their style is more just ignore us entirely. <laughs> well, their 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 style is let us complain about PA for a good three years, and then in the Q system, it finally comes up for them to fix it. So now we got to wait another three years for them to actually address the stuck wizard thing. See? Yeah, because someone keeps, we're in the queue. Someone keeps, someone we're in keeps the queue. Fucking emails, fucking <laughs> up the system. <laughs> so, so so to be fair, that hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't worked in about a half, one and a half years. <laughs> so case, I, I do remember uh, he'd send me screenshots all the time. Yeah, Let, let's <laughs> like, say in a, for a bit, for a I'm reformed. Let's say in a hypothetical <laughs> world, Wizwitch is reduced in effectiveness in large scale. So it's now just an average to above average class in large scale. But so it's, they deleted, but it? it's still strong in one v one. What changes for Vertex? Like, does that completely change the landscape of? Siege and it does that make Siege more fun not being based around like Wizwitch in your opinion? Um, well, if you I think there's gonna lot, be a lot less tagged suck wizards, <laughs> yeah. If you don't touch the other range classes, like people just make suck rangers, then and archers that goes back to being the meta like it was when they came out, archer that is. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, range reigns supreme and. That's not a problem with just BDO. That's been a problem in almost every MMO. It's such an advantage being able to pew pew from range. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't have to engage. You just stand back and shoot your pretty looking spells. It's not the way I like to play, but but some people so really do. With that though, hypothetically, if that were to be the case, that would actually make it not as much of an issue. Those. Rangers are far more susceptible to being caught sure. than uh, than a suck wizard, and they don't have the engage potential, and they don't have the utility potential. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we're talking about a totally different landscape on how this can go. You could actually have a really strong front line deal with that. I'd rather play that meta than the current one. Same. Yes, I well, agree. I, also... But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a counter to it. Like, you could actually maybe burst through with a front line, so to speak. Because you know that they don't have the utility to back up all that damage from ranged. Imagine a, a world where it's mostly rangers and archers, right? And you're a ninja. And you're in concealment. Like, imagine just from a ninja's point of view in concealment, you're looking at the back line and there's 10 rangers right there. 
versus you're looking at the back line and there's 10 wizards like which one are you more excited <laughs> to jump into <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. It, it means a flex class actually has an opportunity to do some game changing like move right there now, Maywell is going to get slow debuffed to shit, and they're never going to. Oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're they'll see us a mile away, and they'll just fucking blow us up. No problem. That brings us nerfing to to Ninja and Kuno, please. <laughs> <laughs> the best skirmisher besides Suck Wizard right now. The only one that really can consistently make it work in large scale is really Ninja. You know that kind of brings us to the. The tier list thing. Do you think uh, Awaken Ninja or Suck Ninjas? I think viable? Suck Ninjas the better, uh, just because it has those crazy huge AOEs. Like what the fuck? That stuns everything in an AOE around it. Ugh. It's like an entry level skirmisher. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you happen to see our tier list? I'm curious to get, I get your thoughts on it. Do you have that picture still, Frosty? I don't have a picture, no. Okay, I'll grab it real quick. I totally forgot about we, we don't have to like we don't have to go through it point by point, but I am interested to see if you think you agree or disagree overall. Sure. Because the the feedback on it, I feel like, and I think Frosty, you said this in the in the group chat as well, has been pretty positive. I feel yeah. like well, for a tier list, right? Because there's yeah, obviously still a lot of yeah. negative, but I just expected a 90% negativity, and I was surprised to only get 40 or 50%, you know? <laughs> yeah, from a political standpoint, that's really good, you know? We can, we can work with that. Alright, let's see. I'm posting this in the, uh, in the group chat. So you said... Uh, Scarletta, this, sure. is, uh, this is overall PvP. So this is taking into account 1v1s, like, small scale and large scale. I mean, is there anything that you would say like, "Whoa, that seems super out of place," and don't be afraid to like call us fucking retarded, like just you know, mm-hmm. be be speak freely. I'm looking. There has been some comments that have been pretty. Well, I just uh, wouldn't funny gi- though. I wouldn't give the same letter rating to witch and wizard that I would to any other class. It's like they're the S and everything else is A. Yeah, that was basically the idea. Like, even though Suck Valk, for example, is extremely strong, same with Awaken Valk. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I, I, I see what you've done. Okay, okay. The A's and the S's are yeah. the Awakening and Succession. Succession and Awakening, yeah. No, you've got that right then. We nailed it. Yeah, Awakening, <laughs> awakening Valk. Yeah, how do you view Awakening Valve versus Suck Valk in your life? Like, it's yeah. the, you have their ulti and that's it. That's kind of how it feels it. to me. I mean, they do have some other stuff, and with the bond skills, they've improved, and their mobility improved with the shield chase thing, but so did Valk. I, I just feel like the AoE protected CC AoE damage on Suck just makes it... I would, it finds gas I just see Raiden do really well with it. Yeah, I, I would bump maybe... He does, and I'd put that a little bit higher. Wait, who um, does really well? Raiden. Raiden. Yeah, I you gotta put uh, Awaken Maywa even lower, man. I I don't know how it's even above. D. Mostly for the one v one, because this is one v one in large scale. We're kind of and like a... okay. Let me consider that a little bit then too. Yeah, it's it's taking all PVP into account. So, so like one v one, small scale, large scale. It's it's all PVP. Like warriors, warriors large scale isn't exactly amazing, but it's one v one. It's extremely high, so that's it, why it kind of like. Listen, we already made 
We made two tier lists in one video. It was like four hours long. We can't make a tier list for every type of PvP. Yeah. yeah. See, I almost think that you have to just for large scale and then 1v1. Yeah, I was thinking for next time we'll probably do just just to have the image when we say our grades like for each because we do usually go to each class we say kind of where we think they are in each aspect of the game so we could still just have the image but then Wait, you have six you have succession musa as a b or do you think it belongs higher or lower oh yeah it belongs at least with suck mewa um i think it's stronger than suck mewa in large scale rikairu in, in our guild is very good at it yeah it is why? It's just just as good as Suck Mewa or better. Because it just the way it functions. Um it has larger skill AoE and better SA. Well, as a resident Mewa on the podcast, I couldn't let that happen. So. Yeah, he well <laughs> this was yeah, you could blame Nayashi. You know, we weighted Nayashi's opinion on the bladers more heavily than our own, so Nayashi's this is Nayashi's fault. Well, the, the only thing is I haven't really seen um, many suck mooses actually True. doing large scale, so it's really hard to really judge it. I know I know from personal experience what large scale mewas can do with succession and awakening. I've seen what awakening mooses can do. The succession was kind of like iffy. Like I've seen, like for example, what Shaky's able to do in his his skirmishing and GVGs, but it's a lot different when you consider a ball scenario. How do you um, feel about uh, Nova, um, Scarlet? Nova's trash. Don't roll it. Don't waste your money. What about the argument that Nova has a free I win button every 10 seconds because of its vacuum? It's not that good of a vacuum. That's what I keep saying, dude. People don't believe me. It's like you can teleport out of it. You can chase out of it. It's not a good vacuum. I can literally kill Novas that catch me in it that come up to try to follow up CC. So here's an interesting one. You've got Awakening and... Succession hashashing on the same level. Yeah, I I tried to argue that that was different. I think succession is just the by far better of all of, in everything. I think awakening is better slightly in one v one in certain matchups. Sure, and the matchups where it's not a three sixty block that they're both pretty good. And then in in large scale, for sure, I think succession is better. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean that's that's why it's weighted that way is because the one v one's pulling up awakening, and the um, the large scale's pulling up succession. You could uh, probably redo this with suck ranger higher now. Like if you look at some of the, the scores from yesterday in siege from suck rangers, they're all up there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There but was the, uh, overall the problem. Yeah, Ranger should be higher. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What about guardians? Some people still complain about guard that guardians are too strong. Guard they they are. I mean, I think I think so. Um, are they yeah S tier though? They're not. Well, no, he's, they don't he have said, they don't have yeah. deals. Yeah, he said that Wizwitch are S in like their own. Yeah, yeah. Their own tier. But they're, I think, right where they should be. Where's Succession Guardian? Oh, A? Yeah. Yeah, Awakening is probably the better spec, just overall. Yeah, people... Not, not yeah, I, think our, I, think our, I think our consensus on that is that Succession Guardian a bit better in 1v1, and also yeah. a bit more higher of a skill ceiling, but that the Siege potential for Awakened Guardian... 
is like so stupidly the, the powerful. The core skill alone just makes that shit absolutely fucking ridiculous for large scale. Yeah, they have everything that they need to succeed in a ball as a melee. Uh, yeah, as a yeah, wake range, party. massive damage, AOE damage, four iframes. The iframes, yeah, the escape. I've actually been looking at Suck Guardian, seeing if I could make that work in large scale, because I'm just, I'm really bored of uh, Suck uh, well, you, you don't like face rolling your keyboard and just... Wait. I don't like being at range, guys. I never have. It's not it's not my vibe. Yeah. I like being up same. close killing people. I, I'm the same way. I, there's something really fun, like one of the things about this game with the combat system that's the most fun to me is the combos. Yeah. Comboing people <clears throat> is really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially in a node war, when you when you're able to combo someone and just get out before someone peels, like there's something satisfying about yep. that, dude. Ugh. That's the best. Or on a on a Maywa, I guess you just use blooming and two people die and you get out just fine. <laughs> oh, oh blooming God. is so good. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wait in for uh, succession core skills when they give it frontal guard. That's frontal guard. If they gave us frontal guard and blooming, dude, we would actually be set. Give us a little bit more stamina for chase. We'd be set. Well, just, I think they should. I think they should yeah. give you frontal guard on blooming, and then double the cost of stamina on chases. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I almost would take that. Almost, almost would that, take that. It, it is kind of an interesting offer, but that's yeah. it's a really steep price. <laughs> okay. What about <laughs> what question? What about they give you frontal guard on blooming, uh, but they they have to straight up remove uh, grapple arrow Nayashi, your favorite ability. They can't do that. Take that shit. Take that shit. (laughs) No No. other Mewa likes it, but I love it. I think it's amazing. (laughs) It's not useful in large scale at all. Nayashi is convinced that Grapple Arrow is just misunderstood. (laughs) It is. It is. There's so much you can do with it. Well, it was, I think, at a time, like, I used it a lot. He'll remember that. But uh, with all, like, the shields nowadays, it's just harder to use. It, you just can't use it for certain classes, but I use it a lot. You can use it for mobilities, you know, cheap mobility. It's well, fun. Cheaper. Thematically, it's super fun. Yeah. I mean, here's a clip that Vane sent me the other day. Um, he was dorking around with it. Um, he basically, quote unquote, created a Maywa block jump with it. <laughs> See, this uh, is what happens when you have two Maywas. They just start talking about Maywa it's, things. It's, yeah. It's the it's really, I mean, dude, <laughs> when, you have, when you have one Maywa, you should have seen, dude, we were trying to talk about Nova, and everything I said, it was just a response of, like, well, Chase is bad, too. Well, Chase is this. <laughs> well, Maywa this. Well, Maywa this. Wait, I didn't say that. Standard Maywa, dude. Like, And then they, they have the memory of a goldfish, too. That's the thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, my memory is bad. Oh, when, I see. You know, useless conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's it. That's a cool use of grapple arrow. You have to be really fast. Basically, you utilize the, the block lock from the, the cyclone. Yeah. Um, That's neat. Question. How, how do you guys feel? So some, someone in chat said that uh, Guardian shouldn't be that high because its 1v1s are just as bad as Awakened Wiz Witch. Do you guys agree with that? It's pretty, <laughs> bad, in, it's pretty bad in 1v1 against a faster grab. Just end story. That's Dude. why but as go, bad uh, as Awakened Wizard Witch? No. No, no not even not close. I, I don't even crap. I don't even agree that it's as bad as was or that it's bad in 1v1, honestly. I think it has a couple of rough matchups, 
but overall if you like compare it to every class the problem is that a lot of guardians do the whole like forward f into god incinerator and that's all they know so they make it look horrible, yeah but, but they, they a good guardian is actually probably. really difficult to to win against even on the classes that should be winning it's definitely hard as a mewa it's a hard matchup. If you're a Mewa, a Musa, even like like Suck Hash, like any of the non-grab classes, yeah. and then even the grab, like dude, I don't know, like fighting a good Guardian on a Nova is kind of rough as well. Like with, with that, like Scarlet, the only way you can really deal with a Guardian effectively is if you have like equivalent gear and you can just out trade by dipping in and out of their skills, right? Yeah, when so, they do the God's Incinerator, that's I'll your biggest that, opportunity. And I'll just hit their back and trade with them. Yeah. You just gotta hope you have more gear. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like he doesn't have to hope if he's 305 with 400 mm -hmm. feet accuracy. Well, Probably... no. Scarletta doesn't need to hope. He is there. <laughs> yeah. If I get someone CC'd, they're dead. Yeah. Um, as long as no one touches me. <laughs> uh, so, let's... let's. You want to talk about the Node War changes, Nash? You want to transition us to the... Uh... Sure. The kind of little bit that we know about the node war changes before we get into the global lab stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so Scarletta with the uh node war changes, I mean as you already know, um because we've had discussions about it off the podcast, but you know, basically um there's still a lot of info that we don't know about. We were supposed to see a demo this week, a participation node war on global labs. Unfortunately, for some reason that did not happen. No announcement as to why. Um, maybe the devs forgot. <laughs> Who knew? Well, no, schedule. Um, no so, schedule. Like it's not even on the like they didn't give us a date, which is the thing that sucks. I guess they said they as said early next as, week. They said as early as next week, but they didn't. For whatever reason, they didn't give us a timeline. Like af after I thought they said time. as early as next week, it could be live. No, no, no. Someone, someone quote. I mean, I have to go double check, but someone quoted and said that it says as early as next week is when the demo is going to be. I guess I don't know. I misremembered yeah. it. I suppose I, I have to go. Re re reading in Maywa, you know, this, yeah. <sighs> through Maywa colored glasses, I was reading it. <laughs> Maywa colored glasses, you're reading through. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! But yeah, so basically, right now we still don't know a lot of info, but um, we do have some ideas of what it could potentially be. And I know you had some concerns about how some of the aspects of it might play out if they are in fact true. Um, specifically, like them uncapping it to a hundred man for basically everything again. Um, right. Can let me let also... me try let me try to do a TLDR of what what it okay. is, and then and then Scarlett, if you m interpreted it differently, let me know. Um, <laughs> so caps are going to be removed. We're, we're, I'm only going to refer to tier two and above because it doesn't uh, tier ones are different and. Uh, a, We'll address it. We could address it after if we want, but just for for now, this TLDR is T two, three, and four. So, um, node wars on specific regions are going to be three times a week. They're going to be uncapped, so hundred man uh, on every single node war. And the different regions have starting nodes. So, for example, Balanos can start on uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, or Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Sorry, and they'll have like starting nodes. You place on a starting node. Once you own a starting node in a region, you have to participate in the node wars in that region. You can't place elsewhere. So if I win on Sunday, I can expand on Tuesday and then Thursday. 
And then the expansion is there's connecting nodes to the starter nodes so you can kind of grow your territory. And um, as you expand, all of your previous forts are still vulnerable to attack. People can build on those starter nodes and attack those starter nodes. And then once they own a starter node in a different area, they all kind of link to each other eventually. And you'll have to defend wherever you have enemies. So all of your forts are technically vulnerable during a war. So um, there wasn't... Um, I, I did... When we were talking last night about this, uh, mm -hmm. something about a a main fort came up. Yes. Yes. So you can dedicate a main fort. So let's just say, for example, you own three nodes already connected in a region. Mm -hmm. During a, the non-node war time, you can designate one of those as your primary fort. And if that primary fort goes down, that's the fort that you teleport to when node war starts is your primary fort. And if that primary fort goes down, you lose the primary fort and all your connected nodes are also liberated. So the person who wins your fort um, now owns that, and then the connected nodes are now neutral again. It's a cool mechanic. It's, it's an like, interesting. It's mechanic, just like right? risk, basically. If you, you know, if you spread yourself too thin, you can't defend it very well. Then right. eventually, you just lose territory, or you just lose the game. And then the, the siege aspect of this um, is you still need a T2, 3, or 4 in order to participate in siege. But what they weren't clear on is if just winning it qualifies you or if by the time siege begins, you still have to occupy. But it sounds like you do. I, I'm pretty sure the wording sounded like you do have to still occupy it, if I remember correctly. Um, which would mean, let's say, if I win a T2 three or four on Sunday and then on Wednesday and then on uh, Friday someone attacks my primary node and I lose everything I can't participate on siege on Saturday is that how you understood it as well yeah okay so all of that having been said <laughs> what are your thoughts on this new node war system like overall initially I did not like it um, and I think it still needs a lot of work but it is interesting how they connect with each other the mm -hmm. nodes so that adds another level of strategy and like what we were talking about before the podcast started i think it's going to be really neat to see if you have the three nodes uh on that region you have to ping pong back and forth between defending each node that's 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 pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I agree. It it can probably be annoying to some, and probably at first. But there's there's an interesting uh, mental game of you have to maintain all these nodes to be able to qualify. It, it, you're extending yourself by taking these nodes, so you're taking somewhat of a risk, mm -hmm. but. It's it's cool. I like that. So what are some of the things you felt kind of negatively about? The 100 man cap across all nodes. So what about that specific? Like why why do you not like that or dislike that? Well, that's, that's probably the main one I've heard people worried about. Yeah, it it so if you do take the risk and spread yourself out, you have to basically defend all those nodes with the limited members you have, so you can send like 25 to this, 25 to that. But if you get zerged on one, you're definitely going to lose that, uh, we'll call it node C, to go to defend node A, mm -hmm. or else you lose everything. 
Uh, so it does spread guilds thin, and with the dwindling number of players we all have in our guilds, that's a concern. Yeah, I, I think one of the things, I guess like the way I've, I've been trying to look at it, because I, I try to generally on this show, I try to take the more positive approach. Um, He's the white knighter. AKA the, he gets paid by Perlobus to uh, defend them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, at least in my mind, the way I see it, while it is a little bit concerning for sure, because um, the main concern is everyone's like, well, Cho just beats everybody, right? But the thing is, is like, if you own a territory, let's say Cho Nation, the very, very strong guild, they, they win on Sunday. Now we know where they are and where they can expand to on Wednesday. So you have the yeah. option to just completely avoid fighting them until they own enough nodes that they're spread thin and now you can engage them on multiple fronts. You could have an ally guild that went, has a starter node on a different side, like attack them while you attack their other node. Like it makes it so these strong guilds that can bring a lot of people can eventually be toppled over as well as it makes it so some of the weaker guilds that can't bring that many can just avoid those fights altogether. At least in my mind, that's how I see it. So it almost seems like it won't end up being that bad. So it isn't even the number of players that's the real problem. It's the number of guilds. We just don't have enough guilds to occupy all these different nodes for fights. Mm -hmm. We probably have enough guilds to occupy all the nodes, but not to real make make good fights of it. So one um, of our members was thinking this was going to lead to just a lot of 1v1s on nodes mm -hmm. because everyone's going to be so spread out. Right, and there's going to be a real, uh, I don't know, threat of of not getting a fight at all, because that already happens, you know. For sure, for sure. So to to address that too, and again, that this was directly this is the first time they talked about the node war stuff. They said that every server is going to have nodes added and or removed according to participation. Okay. Well, so that everyone, it. every like region's not going to have the same number of nodes. It's going to be based sure. on participation. And I do think at, at least at first, I think a lot more guilds are going to node war. Try to people are going to be way more interested. Well, I mean, let me know what you think about this. But I, I was thinking, it's probably going to there's going to be a huge influx of people who just want to try the new stuff, right? I know, like I know at least I know a bunch of people that have just recently joined node war guilds. Um, at least like T2 node war style guilds because they're like, dude, these node war changes seem really exciting and this might actually be fun. And then on top of that, the rewards are actually worth going to node war for based on like the merchant and all that stuff. So people are gonna like, if you want the crystals or Kafris bundles, or it sounds like the, just the payouts are gonna be better if you're getting paid for the same node multiple times for owning it, like the payouts are gonna be better. So it might actually be worth going to. So participation should should be up but you're right that concern is is legitimate and like if enough people aren't going then they have to reduce the nodes or it's going to just be no fights at all they're even adding a whole nother region they're even adding a whole nother region although the total number of nodes has actually gone down by one with the region added oh because they removed oh, really yeah it went from 109 to 108 okay so they're already thinking about that then that's that's good yeah um Although Camera looks super, people are also going to want to note one Camera. That sounds so fun to me. That's yeah, it does. Fun stuff. I've got a question. Uh, yep. Does the rewards sound like they're enough? 
Um, it depends on what the the payout is, the tax payout. Because like, if it's if it's even a little bit more raw silver than we currently get, plus that vendor, I kind of think so. Because that vendor, I mean, did you remember the rewards from it? Like you yep. can get like fail stacks, Kaffir stones, crystals. Um, there's kind of a bunch of really cool stuff that you can get from there. So at, at least to me, I think the rewards are pretty damn good. But maybe that's because our rewards have been so bad for so long. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that it yeah, looks good. It's, it's been really bad. Um, I mean, a lot of people think we should have more. Like it, it should be more, more raw silver. It's a good payouts. start. To be fair, I don't get why they don't heavily reward PvP. Uh, well, actually, I do, because they've literally said it, that PvP is its own reward. Now, if they're still thinking that way, that's dumb, but it doesn't look like they are strictly, which is good. So I would like to see a little bit more incentive. So They probably don't... Real quick, real quick. Yeah, go they, probably, they probably don't want to do that heavily incentivizes as much because that then decentivizes the other uh like life skilling uh it, it just makes pvp the the go-to for making money and they don't want to do that so i see it but right it needs more it needs to be more so in my opinion let's say hypothetically the way i under i understood it but i could completely be wrong because this one they they weren't like as clear as i'd like um but Let's say if you win a node on Sunday, you get you get the tax payout for winning that node right when you win the node or whatever. All right, they I think they said no 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 they said it, it goes every you get paid every every day at the start. So whatever nodes you own, you like win the money for that. So the first day you win a Sunday or whatever, you win node A. Um, Tuesday rolls around, you get paid for node A. You win node B as well, so now you own A and B. Thursday comes around, you get paid for node A and B. You place on C, win that, and then on Sunday when it's all nodes again, you can continue placing because it doesn't reset. You still just continue owning your nodes and you can own up to 10. Like if you own four or five, obviously that's gonna be hard to do, but you're kind of getting every two days like four or five bill or more from the nodes, which is more than like Serendia and and all that stuff, plus the vendor. Like it, it does kind of seem like the rewards might be pretty good if you're actually like if you're actually winning. I'm hoping that no guild can do that because that means the game's dead. Yeah, that's true. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. But there's going to be like alliances and stuff, so who knows? It might. Well, that's Scarletta, That's actually where I'd like to talk next. Is well, hold on, Scarlet. I got a question yeah. for you. Sure. Okay, so uh, background information on me. Uh, I am the Alex Jones of the podcast. And uh, <laughs> I've been saying this for a while now, and I was curious to get your opinion on it, even though I think I know what you're going to say. Mm -hmm. I've said for a while now that I think they should reduce the cap of guilds to 50. Oh my god. I don't, I don't Another think 100 like man soul. guilds. Yes. <laughs> oh, you Thank agree? You. Yes, you are the only other person I've heard say that, and it should have been this way from the beginning. <laughs> This game is not able to support 100-man guilds in PvP. Just think of all the fucking lag we get. All, all the stupid uh, rubber banding. That just comes from having too big of guilds. Guilds should be 50-man. 
I've also said this kind of forever. I dude, it, it's not even just the lag. There are so many things it would alleviate. It would it would yeah potentially double the amount of guilds that are able to participate. It Which would means more fun content with PvP. More fun content with PvP. More GVGs. More skirmishes. Just more. It would just feel like there's more people, even though there's literally not. And then yeah. Um, it would also alleviate a ton of the pressures of leadership trying to keep a hundred people in a guild and organize a hundred people is actually so insanely stressful and motivated. Yeah, and motivated. And motivated, fifty yeah. people is definitely doable. Yes, and you just know those people better. It just it it would be better. It and should happen, but it won't. Long term, it would also like I think it would shake up the siege scene a lot because. There's a lot of strong people that would just be divided and have to go other places. Yeah. Eventually. I mean, think of all the the people that are going to be outed. Oh, man. The drama. Yeah, I think initially there would be... It would be like ripping off a Band-Aid. Oh. But I think at the end of the day, it would end up being more helpful. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. it would be awesome. So as far as the, as the Lions thing. So let me... I'll present the question to you this way and then you take it wherever you want to take it. Um... Do you think that this is going to promote more alliances or more people just joining one singular guild? Or how do you think it kind of affects that part of the game? So this is probably the, the point of contention that I've had with pretty much everyone I've talked to about it is it's 50-50. We, do, we don't know. And everyone that I've talked to is either yes, it will create more alliances or, or no. It will create just more, um, um, what is it, non-hostility agreements, which is kind of an alliance. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like the second option. I think the third option is there's just not going to be enough guilds for everyone to to take up these nodes with, to, to actually make fights with. Everyone will just find their nodes and sit on them. That's, I think, the third way it plays out. So I, I could see initially where things have been, yes, alliances will be a thing. Then as it progresses, I don't think it'll be as important. And, you know, things can change. But... When you say the, sitting, do you mean not expanding? Or just everyone taking nodes to take nodes and get the money and no fights are happening. Right. That's my biggest fear and kind of where I see it going. If the trend that has been happening with guilds dying and just not enough guilds to go around, if that keeps happening, we're just going to spread out and stagnate. Or, yeah, for sure. I mean, if just overall population goes down, that's yeah. for sure how it'll be. I'm wondering, though, if, like, I mean, it seems possible. As again, this is more a glass half full <laughs> perspective. But it does also seem possible that maybe more alliances form, thus making it so way more guilds are participating. Because the thing is with the nodes is, like, winning just one node and sitting on it doesn't really benefit you as much because you don't get the vendor, right? You have to win a new node in order to get the NPC to buy the cool shit that people want. So I feel like if you want to be a part of a guild that does that, you're going to have to either join a guild that's node warring 
and eventually guilds are going to fill up and then they'll have to like trickle down to the guilds that are less full that are participating in node wars or guilds are going to have to come together and form an alliance because i think it's less beneficial at least in theory again all of this is like i have to preface with like i don't actually know right i'm just speculating yeah. on the little information nobody knows yeah no one actually knows but um uh it's less beneficial to just place with somebody versus like being in an actual alliance so someone's asking like why why wouldn't guild why wouldn't guilds make alliance and just no trade i mean because even when you no trade you don't get the npc you don't win the reward for node trading like that's the thing your money goes up if you're in an alliance if you're two smaller guilds and you form an alliance your guilds get the NPC, you get the payout for each node you get. So the stronger you are and the more you can just keep expanding, the more times you get visits to the NPC, the more money you make. So if you're just trading with one other person, you both are losing out half the benefit every time. And the benefits, like when it's actually good, no one really cares if they lose 1 billion guild silver because it's like nothing. But your guild wants to get those Kafra stones. <laughs> So I don't know. At least that's how I, I see it. I, from from my perspective, I if my guild's just losing all the time and we don't bring enough people, I'm gonna be like, dude, why can we find an alliance or something, please? Because like I want to start winning these nodes, or I'm gonna have to just go to a different guild. What I'd like to see is them formalize alliances, like they started doing that with uh, the uh, it, literally the guild alliance system. Why why don't they have that? more so for everyone like some kind of um like not just for nodors yeah uh, like binding guilds together mm -hmm. i just think that would somewhat strengthen the the fabric of the video community it would legitimize it so that we wouldn't have these siege videos for dummies <laughs> explaining alliances and would getting it wrong <laughs> How would this uh, impact that desire to have, you know, hypothetically 50-man max guilds? Oh, I'd love that. Would and you then, still consider alliances to be something that would be allowed? I think it would be better that way, yeah. We'd see a lot of alliances, actually. We, we'd see, like, just a, for a gambit of from the T2s to all the way to the siege alliances. So and you'd be able to visualize the community better, in my opinion. They mentioned initially, they didn't talk about it this time around in the notes that we got a couple weeks ago, but they initially mentioned that um, castle or sieges or territories for siege, um, guilds are going to be able to own more than one and that there's going to be a mercenary cap. Um, so two-part question. One, how do you feel about multiple territories potentially being a thing? And two... How do you feel about the Merc system in general, and should there be a cap? Yes, there should be a cap. It's ridiculous that we have a whole guild merking into another guild. It does just it does not sit right with me. Um, yeah, that's just how my opinion on it. Yeah, but I know a lot of people are okay with the way it is now, which is fine. It's an opinion, but I think it's healthier to have people in guilds rather than just people marking in a ton of people into other guilds. You know how much headache, guys? <laughs> Everyone in in chat and all these chats, 
how much headache it is trying to to get like a hundred people spread out in other guilds. It's it's so annoying. And if we just had people in guilds, it would just be healthier because it'd have more people fighting, more guilds fighting, less headache for leadership. Yeah. True. I can see that though, for sure. Like. It's a little weird when you bring someone that's obviously not a part of the group, has vastly more gear and whatnot, just coming to, you know, basically do uh, some Dynasty Warriors on some kids, you know? <laughs> I know it's kind of dramatic, but I actually really do wish that the cap ends up being the exact same as T4 for Siege. Because, like... I think the murking system is cool, especially I, I love how it kind of has been utilized as a tool for trialing people for guilds and stuff. That part's really sure. awesome. Um, yeah. And I do think it's really fun to go experience node wars with other people when your node or your guild can't, right? But yeah, the whole, like it shouldn't change the outcome of a war. It should be like someone's just coming to have fun and want to try out mm -hmm. wars with us kind of thing. The intention of the system is great. It's just, it's abused. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the alliance system in general? Do Because Resler and I got into it a little bit last week because he, he doesn't feel like the alliance system is any good. But I, I, my experience with it has been relatively positive, but mostly because the last two guilds I've been in are, have been alliances, and they both, I feel like, function fairly well. Um, one of them was a little bit more of a casual guild that was an alliance, and then the one I'm in now, Apocalypse, is like a pretty well-functioning alliance. But how? Are, what are your thoughts on the alliance system in general? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I've never really touched that system, so I really don't know. Uh, we've had more of the... I've had the more opposite end of the spectrum with alliances. I mean, it's the unofficial alliance, you know? Right, right. Right now, it's us and Cho. And it was Bassy in there with us. So, yeah, I'm probably not the one to ask about that system. <laughs> um, Resler and I also have been saying forever that to qualify for Siege, you should have to win a T3 or a T4 and be locked out of T2. So your thoughts on that? I don't entirely disagree with it because I understand the intention of making a place for people to fight, other guilds to fight, and not getting run over by us, Joe, BR. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Force us, and fuck oh, yes, it would get us off fucking T2s. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically the idea. So happy. Make our builders so happy because uh, it didn't make a lot of us happy because t2s those forts go down so fast t3s are so much better for fights yeah that's basically the idea is to like and i've been saying this for the longest fucking time and it's just it seems so obvious but for some reason they won't do it like just make t2s its own thing like t1 is its own thing you can't go to t1 if you want to know it above it you know, it's gear capped. T2s don't need to be gear capped. Just use your, you know, normal gear. But like, make it its own separate thing so that siege guilds don't come interrupt those fights. Seems really obvious to me. 
I don't know. I think Bloodthirst um, wants to one v one Cho Nation. Yeah, dude. There's nothing. There's nothing better than having to fight in the same node war. You have to fight Bassy, and then Bassy leaves, and you're like, oh, maybe we're not gonna get absolutely railed on. And then fucking uh, Spartan shows up with Choice and Ogre and like all these other fucking <laughs> like 700 plus gear score mercs, and it's like, what, ah, that wasn't, yes, that wasn't T2s, fun. how fun and engaging. That wasn't fun for you. Yeah, that's not what I would describe as fun personally. I'm sure, Choice had a good time. Oh, he had a great time. Yeah, he kept raging about the flame towers. It was pretty funny. Uh, I say raging, and I mean raging in Choice's way of raging, where he just gets like slightly like, annoyed at things. Like, oh, that's inconvenient. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's one that's crazy. When when do you expect this to come, Scarletta? When do you think we're going to be able to actually participate in these new node wars? I have no guess. That's that's Pearl Abyss. I can't even. Uh, uh, like stick to a roadmap. I'm I'm not gonna guess on that. <laughs> That's fair. They 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 do tend to create some roadmaps that don't always end up following through on. I wonder if it's gonna be when the takeover happens. Maybe not. possibly, maybe after the takeover. Like, Is, isn't that coming up here like really soon? Don't yeah. we have to fill some form yeah. out or some shit? There's <laughs> supposedly going to be a website to do the transfer yeah. of data, and that's supposedly happening this upcoming week. Yeah, by the end of this week, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I I honestly don't think we're going to be able to. I don't think we're going to be actually participate with in it on our server until summer. Is my summer. guess. Yeah. Summer at the, at the earliest. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Yeah. That's like fucking four months well, away, five months away. Think about this: like every time they do a change like that, that's like actually major and not balance related. Like we, even when KR gets it, we don't get it usually for a couple months. And they haven't really proven that that's not the case yet. So. <laughs> True. And KR. I mean, so except, Nina, for, except Nina, for Nova being at the same time. Mina is saying transfer on February 24th, transfer website supposedly on January 27th. Yeah. Okay, so they'll have all our data for what they're so doing month, all at once. A month, a month from today is when TakeOver happens, uh, according to her. And then transfer in three days. So on Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday. So transfer website. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else with Node Wars? Like that's the thing. Is like because we don't have any new information. It's it's kind of hard to. Oh oh oh. Wait. Your thoughts, uh, Scarlet, on the on the idea of owning multiple territories as a siege guild, like multiple <laughs> castles. Ah, oh, taking it back to the good old, the days. Good old days, dude. That's what well, I'm saying. I owned the world. Not not I. We in Veritas, we had all the castle territories. That was a good time. Um, I don't expect it to happen like that again. I think it'd be difficult to to get even a second territory, um, but we'll see. That's probably where, you know, alliances will come into it, and yeah, we'll see. See, I, I just love the idea that a guild can try, because it just causes, sure. it creates a fight, you know, or a potential yeah. fight. Um, where there wouldn't have been one, like in this current system, sure. 
Yeah. I like the idea of guild spreading out. Especially like the... I don't know. Like, if you get paid for both, which I assume you will, otherwise, what's the point? Um, yeah. I don't know. Having having Calfion and Valencia buff at the same time while getting... I don't know. What do you get paid for casting out? 28 bill or whatever? Something like that? So now you... A little under that. Well, under that. So if it, let's just say it's twenty-five bill. So you get two territories, fifty bill, plus two buffs in two different regions. Kind of, kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Get yeah. you a nice little fatty payout. Yeah. yeah. More than half a bill. Scarletta, what are your thoughts on uh, server wars? Oh, like us versus KR. No, the um, where they're like a you're gonna assign a, a home server or whatever. Like oh, they said, man. you're gonna assign the home channel, and then in your channel cluster, you're gonna like have wars or some shit with like other channel clusters or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot was. of weird stuff with that. Um, yeah, well, it, it's definitely not, I think, clear yet. But I'm all for thing, <clears throat> all for creating more PvP in the open world. Yeah, because didn't they say something like you were gonna be able to like. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. There, there's gonna be like some buff that like other people could come take or something like that. I don't really remember too well. I remember something yeah. about that. I've always wanted nodes to function like capture the flag points, where if you held that, you got a buff for that uh -huh. server. That would be pretty cool, like an active, yeah. constant world of PvP. Yeah, like I've if you won, that. if you own a node on the Balanos region in the new system, then oh, not even that. No, no, you just go there, and it's a capture the flag point, and you take it. And oh, you just get a buff at any time. You mean? Y yes. Well, maybe like right maybe now, like open world. Hold it for an hour open world. I go to I go to Star's End on Medea One, and there's a flag, and I stand at it, and I get I capture that point, and my guild can come there, and everyone in my guild gets a buff for that Basically channel. Basically, like an Arsha drop chance kind of thing, or yeah. Oh, okay. That would, be, that would be point. fun, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and like maybe have it so that you would actually just hold the buff for like an hour or something like that. No more than that, though. But but yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Let's say three hours. Yeah, dude, a few <laughs> hours, and then the guild can come take it from you. Like maybe it's yeah. maybe it's the first hour it can't be taken back if you win it, and then after that first hour or two yeah, hours, yeah, or yeah, whatever, sure. it's yeah. attackable. I'm down with that. That would be fun yeah. as hell, dude. That does sound. Yeah, really that'd be fun. pretty cool. Three hour max. Pretty, Pretty interesting uh, open world uh, GVG type fights. And then to keep moving people around, it's a three hour max. So then you have to go to a new channel after that three hours and that do it all over. That's a pretty again. good idea, actually. I don't know why no one's else really mentioned something like that. Yeah. It'd be fun. Be a natural PvP. Yeah, it had some actually like a you know tangible reward attached to it. Even just a ten percent buff. Um. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about some of the Hadoon server stuff. So you said you don't really know too much about it, right? No, so we're, not we're gonna, really. We're gonna blow I've your mind right it. now, dude. We're gonna blow your mind. Oh yeah. Um. So Global Labs this week, I uh, was pretty big, actually. Kind of, kind of a lot of stuff. Um. I'll link it. Kind of, sorta. There, if anyone wants to look. Um, okay, so 
Elvia's Realm, aka Hadoom Server, they gave it an official name now. Um, I don't follow the lore very well, so I'm sure Elvia is a very important figure. Um, Hadoom, the god of despair who killed half the population of the Western world, made the descendants of the goddess Silvio separated forever, arrived in this world again in pursuit of the light of Camasilv. Um, basically, this server, it's one exclusive server, I believe, on that's going to happen on, in every region called Elvia's Realm, where the mobs in these seven different grind zones, and I don't know if it's if they're going to add more later or if they're done, are going to be uh, different. They're going to be completely redesigned grind spots. So going down the list, Baragi Den is one of them. Um, the recommended AP is 260. Recommended DP is 310. It's a, it's a solo grind spot. It has like a boss that spawns that can give you a treasure chest. Um, if you kill him, um, Alter Imps is a two-player spot, 260 AP, 310 um, DP. This one has, this one spawns these like Alter Imp flags, and if you defeat it, um, the souls, all nearby souls turn into like buffed mobs that give you more loot. Um, and when you fight them, you have a chance to spawn Dastard Beg. Uh, Fogan Swamp is uh, it has like random boss spawns like while you're fighting this one's a solo spot as well 270 ap 320 dp same with the naga swamp um 270 ap 320 dp um they all have like uh, their own little special mechanics castle ruins is a three-person grind spot recommended 270 ap 320 dp um this one you have a chance to get a drop that when you right click it spawns a bunch of elite mobs and if you kill them quickly enough um, you fight Al Rundi for some boss drops. And then Orc Camp is a solo spot, recommended 280 AP, 340 DP. And Bloody Monastery is also a solo spot that's recommended 280, 340. So just like high end spots that drop Trash Loot, um, Kaffir Stones, Armor Weapon Stones, the new Black Star Enhancement materials, um, they can drop these new Elvia weapons. Which I'll explain in a second, and they can also drop materials for the new accessories, which we will also get to in a second. So, any thoughts on the Hadoom stuff? It's coming to KR on Wednesday, so this week, officially. I just hope it's worth it. That's the question everyone asks with all these new additions: Is it worth it? Can it equal Star's End and Sakraya? Yeah, and I guess now somewhat. People are grinding Ash Forest and, and golems. golems. Yeah. I'm wondering, too, if even if technically some of the spots are less money, if it's going to have that Ash Forest effect where you're there just to make the accessories. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that could be it. That's just the question. Is just... it worth? Um, I'm going to be there for my Black Star you... Scarlett, did I ever send you a, a image or an animation image of what the uh, Maywa's ability looks like? Yeah, that's neat. It's pretty nifty. Dude, the, so what do you guys make, or if, how do you guys feel about it being only one sir? Let's just pretend hypothetically that the spots are pretty decent for money. Like maybe, maybe comparable to Star's End, maybe not, maybe even slightly under, but they have mats that you just can't get anywhere else, right? So what, do you, what, are, what are your guys' thoughts on there being only one of these servers that everyone has That's to fun. go to? It's PvP enabled. 
I don't think so. They haven't mentioned that it's like Fuck Arsha. It. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've not I, mentioned that I, it's a PvP server. Whenever they limit PvP, I'm just like, why? This is a PvP game. Why do you still not understand this? It's, I guess, maybe just not I'm the all mentality for PvP. over there. I just, I just don't think one server's enough. I mean, we're accommodating probably hundreds of individuals that'd be interested in doing it a day at any point in time. So now does it require... I mean, the one server thing is probably why they're not allowing PvP on it. They're, they're probably thinking, like, we can't have it be just one server and have PvP on so that, like, people can just go on there and just murder everyone around them, securing Grief. the entire server for themselves or some shit, you know? Grief everybody, and I, I might see actually that. have to look at the karma system. Ugh. I, I see that, but yeah, that's it's a that is, problem is a symptom of of a of a poor karma system, and yeah. just they they need to rethink that. But they're protecting the people that just don't want a PvP at all. That's what they're doing. Yep, the Care Bears. It's gonna be um, mostly yeah, karma bombing, yeah. griefing, and GVGs. Probably. Yep. Uh, yeah, if you want some of the materials here, I, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, some of the spots are really dense with mobs and there's multiple rotations, so it can support multiple people, but still, I mean, so like, you know, I know Star's End has four pretty viable rotations, maybe five, you could argue, and it's still pretty much full on, on 50 servers, so... I don't know how one server is going to do it. just seems like it's going to be so hard. That's fine. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be kind of crazy. I don't know. that yeah. Everyone just says it's basically going to be Cho's server and they get to dictate the market and all the stuff that comes out of there. I mean, if there's no PvP, then I mean, you can just grief them, right? And just grind their rotation backwards. Oh, a Cho Tech server? Sounds great to me. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so it's so Being weird. Part like, of the they just should honestly game, just guys. make it. They should honestly just make it its own server cluster of like you know six servers. I, that sure. I agree with. Yeah, then then yeah, it'd be fine. And then enable PvP. Like uh, it's just so weird. It's a really weird decision. But they need to make it like they take away half the Olvia servers, and than like a couple random like I don't want to lose all of like Balanos or something you know it's already hard enough to find grind spots get rid of Velia get, get rid of fucking oh. Balanos no. servers man come on Olvia servers some of them at least half yeah, they don't need that many Olvia servers we have we have five Olvia servers and four seasonal servers and then the seasonal PvP I mean, I think one or two Olvias. Like, they could easily just repurpose three of these Olvias to be the new Hadoon servers and then maybe add, like, one or two from some other cluster. I don't know. Hey, since we're talking about uh, servers, do you guys think they'll ever add more Arsha servers? Nope. No. Or is it just going to forever be the one? It'll probably forever be the one. Yeah. They don't like, they don't like open-world PvP. They only did it for us because we bitched about it. They're like, fine, we'll give you a fucking no punishment PvP. Here you go, one channel. And then immediately they start giving drop rate buffs to all the regular servers so that grinding on Arsh is basically irrelevant. Just don't understand their NA audience. 
Um, someone does point out correctly, you, all of the normal grind spots are also available on these servers outside of the updated yes. spots. Which yeah. is... Yeah. So ho hopefully it's more than one actual channel and it's a server cluster. That would actually be really nice, but I, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, so the Elvia weapons. Um, the TLDR on the Elvia weapons, basically a rare drop, main hand or awakening. Um, every class has an ability associated with the rare drops. These Elvia weapons, there's three different types. Um, you can hotbar the skill. That's associated with it. When the weapon drops and you pick it up, a timer begins on it immediately. That's 10 minutes long. So you can use the ability for 10 minutes. Um, the abilities are basically just 15 second cooldown super nukes um, for PvE. They don't, they're extremely reduced damage in PvP. And according to this, they're not supposed to work outside of um, Elvia's realm either. Or they, or they're not supposed to do nearly as much damage. So I don't know. I the kind of the way I'm, I'm analogizing it to like a a DP or an AP Blackstone. That's just for PVE. It's kind of what it looks like. Um, your guys' thoughts on these weapons and skills? Just, just um, another, just a little nifty feature that they're adding with it to make people like excited about it. Well, that really kind of answers what I was about to ask: is like, why, why any of this? It's, why do why do any of this? Is this just a nifty new place a, to farm for these unique perk. drops? That's that that's that, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point of these skills are. I feel like um, temporary abilities are not that exciting to me. No, it's just like, their I, their attempt at doing it without it affecting PvP. Sure. It's it's really just hype. It literally is just hype. Like, oh that that looks cool. I'm gonna use that, you know, like Oh yay, my so and so ability is another different color with different particle effects. Woo. Hey man. Hey man. Don't don't shit on different colored effects, okay? I think that would be an, a really good addition to the cash shop. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. Where's that? True. Don't you want to see your, you know, your, 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 your pink uh, ice pop out of your awakened Maywa? No, no. I I made Maywa for Red Moon, and it was the right color the first time. True. Yeah, and to clarify, these Elvia skills are not related in any way to the new awakening skill they said they were going to add to every class. They clarified that. What if that was ago. the translation and we got it wrong? <laughs> then it'd be awful. Um, all right, improved Black Star crafting recipes. So this Black Star energy or Black Spectre's energy that you need to enhance some shit. Um, it has a bunch of new mats that you can get on the Hadoon server. Uh, that drop in different places and require different uh, recipes to make. Um, here's some of the items. Voltara's Passion, Akiara's Reason, Narc's Spirit, Madness Flower, Flame of Voltara, Akiara's Wave, Narc's Lightning, Void Seed, Void Oil, A Piece of Everything, and Ancient Heritage. Um, if you use the mirror item to break through the blacksmith's extraction function for the Black Star Armor, you can extract the Black Spectre's energy from the Black Star armor. So it looks like you can take it out once you put it in. Um, 
I need to see like I don't know. I'm I'm curious if any of these items are sellable or not. If not, it seems like this whole thing's gonna be like a self found thing, which also makes having only one server more difficult. Yeah. So it's an entire server, an entirely new skill, and weapons, and all this, and just to materials. farm, just to farm new materials. Well, yep. new materials is part is one part, but also the new accessories that they announced. So, did you hear about the new necklaces? I, yeah, I scrolled and saw those with what you linked. I mean, those it's cool. They've got are an abomination. They've got accuracy on it. So I can drop the BSR I've got on my neck finally, but that's like the only thing that has me looking at this thing. Yeah, the DP one. That's is, a lot of effort. The DP it's one's a like a meme stone. Uh, it has does have a, a lot of stats, but it's what is it thirty? Um, what forty seven? No, nope, my mouse shit. Fifty one evasion, eleven dr. Well, I'm just asking my. Out myself if like well why don't i just go farm sakrya for however many hours to get a pen ogre which is probably better than um briefly looking at these new accessories it, a pen ogre would just be better for me you think so so the awakening moon necklace the accuracy one at pen is four ap less than a pen ogre and 28 accuracy more Okay, that that is pretty good. Is that trade off better? Is that trade off better than the Tauros trade off? Um, so well, the, the like that AP for accuracy trade off. Talking can, about pens here. Yeah, let me think. So a a pen Tauros is seventeen AP, right? Um, I think I didn't even think to look at the pen version. Um. 17 and 34 and then what a bassy or sorry not a bassy a tongue guard belt's more appropriate comparison so you'd lose yeah it's definitely i mean it's three for um mm, yeah it's i don't know 34 and 17 let's see it's a lot more accuracy 21 yeah. and 12 so is it like you 22, lose... 22 extra 22, accuracy. Yeah, so it's kind of like... But one you're 4 AP shy. It's one more... Yeah. Well, no, it's one more... No, it's 28 accuracy. All right, what are you talking about? I think the you just said The Tongue Red Belt versus Toro? Oh, yeah, it's 4 that... AP shy. You're right. Yeah, so it's better. It's definitely a better ratio. Yes, 100%. It's 4 accuracy mm -hmm. better to do the necklace. Oh, that's so much effort for just that, though. And that's all that we would really want there right well Pretty much. That's it. the other one's more that, of like a min maxer type of thing if you're like all uber geared because it's exact same stats as ogre ring and and turo or sorry ogre and uh Layton, but it also has 150 hp at pen it goes I think up i'm still 30. going for the ogre i think i'm just still gonna go for the pen ogre just grinds cryo Sounds just for ease like of like way less ogre effort. would be the red nose version from that one kind of thing. And I mean, I've already got the two uh, uh, accuracy accessories, so really, I would just kind of want to turn those into pen versions with the pen ogre. Yeah. Get three hundred nine back, and have like 
can afford 20-something sheet accuracy. Yeah. So I'm kind of already over this server. <laughs> and that and that's like not a good thing for upcoming content to be uh, seemingly useless to the majority of people, which which tends to happen unfortunately with new content. usually is what happens with all these new everything. Like, hey, you guys want to go do some altar of blood? You you want to go do some savage rift, guys? Hey, how about some team battles? That sounds like fun. You want to go farm at paddocks? Team battle for the node. So this is already, sadly, in my opinion, a dead-on-arrival content. So, uh, Nexosa in chat brings up that he's hoping that the new Nex uh, dropped the price of Pinogre slightly, which is possible. Hell yeah, yeah getting less time at Sakraya. I mean, I think I think that the money in some of these spots will be good. The trash loot is high, the, mo the areas are insanely dense, they still drop Kaffir stones. Uh, or dust and armor and weapon stones. So like, and these it's not like these accessories are not going to sell for a lot. It just sucks that the place is going to be wildly contested and probably impossible to get a full hour grind in. Yeah. True. I, the thing that sucks too is like this whole black black specters energy thing is supposed to be a catch up mechanic for players that are behind, but they're going to have to compete with players that are way ahead <laughs> on a single server. <laughs> <laughs> to get them so it's like what good, good luck oh my god Raz how are you going to get these for your gear <laughs> um I'm hoping they change it to where you can only enter the server if you have a uh, 7 piece black star <laughs> dude may maybe maybe <laughs> that the, would be, be an interesting take maybe the lower end spots the 260 AP spots are going to be bad enough that higher end players aren't there so it gives the lower end players like room to just get that cuz like the energy i don't think is any benefit to higher end player right so if it's if you're there for an actual upgrade it makes sense but like for me if i'm not upgrading any black star armor i don't i don't have any reason to be at the lower end spot if it's not as efficient as the higher end ones you know or stars end or whatever but like if it's less efficient than stars end and it benefits me because it gives me materials directly to upgrade my gear, then they'll actually be there. So maybe it won't be as contested in the lower spots. I don't know. Hopefully. We'll see. But yeah, it does kind of worry me for the, the players that are catching up, having to compete with the players that are already ahead for these spots. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot in the game right now that helps you really catch up, you know? Well, I know. Really I'm just saying issue? that. That's what they said. I mean, this was the reason they put it in. It doesn't matter if it's an issue to me or not. That's their reasoning for adding Black Spectre's energy was to help uh -oh. players catch up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, sure. players like uh, Reslar and Leafson that have set Black Star <laughs> armors. <laughs> Poor guys. And weapons. And we well, the we a lot of people have the weapons, but the they don't upgrade the weapons. Defensive gear only. No, uh, we don't want to make it too popular. Yeah, we don't make it too good, dude. Although, if it did upgrade the weapons, then things would change because then I'd actually consider getting a Tet Blackstar Awakening weapon and upgrading it a couple levels. If I could get four AP on a Tet Awakening Blackstar, I'd actually probably swap off a Pen Dandy. But it's basically a C1. Yeah. That's the thing that sucks. 
My dandy's already C5. It'd be a downgrade, and I need it to go even higher. It's already too low. Oh, I don't know. Did any of you guys make a black star? Tet black star? You did, Rosa, right? Yeah, the awakening weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the. Uh, I've gotten a couple of attempts on gloves too, but I haven't gotten them yet. What about you, Scarlet? Did you go for the awakening black star? Are you going for pen? Uh, I'm gonna make it a tet. Um, He'll probably just for PVE. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, I one tapped a pen with the Jay's weapon upgrader thing or whatever it's called. Scarletta is like, he's one of those, yeah, he's one hammer. of those players that he sends you the, the screenshot of his gain <laughs> that he tapped on his first attempt. I've had some struggles, but yeah, I've been carried in other, other ways. What's your, what's your most carried? That's it. My most carried? Yeah. What were you most carried on? <clears throat> uh, what's this thing? Did you one tap the Toro belt? Well, that was like actually the first accessory I've tapped in like over a year. Oh yeah, so your RNG has been waiting. Is that it? <laughs> Maybe Pen the seed has been growing. It's been just, building just up tet. this whole time, collecting uh, interest. But my luckiest day was when I hit a Tet Black Star, got the Elton piece, made a Tet Tungrad belt when they were really expensive, and then also made a uh, Tet Tungrad ring all in one day. Oh my god. It was nutty. That is, that's absurd. <clears throat> the I amount of gains he got was just, just dumb. It was just just insane. so, just so everyone knows, the the Tet Black Star Awakening actually does increase your grind speed by like a pretty significant amount. It basically it feels like without a draft, it feels like I'm grinding with a draft when I had my pin dandy before. That's how I put it. Yeah. It's a pretty noticeable difference, actually. It's kind of insane. Yeah, it can. It's just. The, the the thing you got to evaluate for yourself is is it going to cause me to require less skills in each pack, which will overall affect my actual trash per hour? It might I feel better, but skills. how much is my trash? <laughs> well, yeah, uh. you're. you're <laughs> you just like you just set up your skills and then you go get your coffee. Where's yeah, there, pretty what, much. What's your most carried day? Uh most carried when day i i i still maintain <laughs> that all all of my rng got sucked out for the rest of my lifetime when i opened a boss bundle for the very first time on a, the very first day they introduced boss bundles from the scrolls and i got a begs gloves from a beg bundle that's pretty which good. is like insane like day one of them introducing the the boss scroll bundles i got boss gear and this is before like pry pen this was when like having like fucking plus 15 like yuria and teratos was like the highest geared in the game right yeah. like that was insane you and i think i've been suffering base. ever since you were just wearing them at base and they were an upgrade dude back then <laughs> <laughs> i've had three different instances that i don't know which one is which one is more but when i got my first crescent ring to tet it actually it took a, a few attempts and I was struggling with try, but when it finally went tet, my second one went tet right after in one tap. So that was kind of nuts back when crescent rings were good. Another one is I watched pe people go to Vel for the first few weeks that it was out and it looked terrible. And then someone baited me into going and I was complaining the whole time. It was my very first time at Vel and I got the heart. <laughs> and it was like actually oh, an upgrade. And I was like, oh shit. And that was also back when like not a lot of people had Vel's heart yet. Yeah. Uh, 
And then my last one is probably I hit I hit pen on my Zarka on a reasonable it was like my eighteenth attempt. And I was I had Krons left over and I was I was excited I got it, so I said fuck it and I went for pen bags on a ninety five stack and that also went right after. In one tap. Nice. Yeah, I had a couple good days. And I had a couple bad I, days. Anytime I enhance a Kudum is probably my worst day ever. Kudum <laughs> saved me. Yeah, a couple of my interesting times was um I was just started going to like uh, Zarka way, way back, like when Rezler said with the plus fifteen days, Laverto being like best uh, best in slot for the average player to get. But Zarka like just recently came out, and uh, I was showing uh, my cousin the game. He was over. I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm gonna go to this boss. I won't get anything, but you know, I'll, it, it's just a uh, you know somewhere you could potentially get some gear. I ended up getting a Zarka box, and back then, same thing. Like no one fucking had that kind of shit. And then, um, so that was pretty cool. And then, uh, the other thing was when I bought, uh, I gathered up uh, enough ogres and I got three ogres set up for a, a TED attempt. Um, three tri ogres set up for a TED attempt. Tapped on the first one and, uh, it went. And then I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> guess I'm done there. So I sold the other two. <laughs> Didn't go for those. That was a pretty good day. I think that was probably my best ones. That's a good feeling, right? Yeah. What's the unluckiest day? <laughs> Ugh. Going for my fucking eight disto attempts. That disto attempts. But that was not just like one single day. That was multiple days. I had a. I had one bad. I I got a duo tungrad neck. You've heard this story before, but I got a duo tungrad neck as a straight drop from Hysteria, and I had it listed for a price, and it started. The price started tanking. And the marketplace had just come out, the central marketplace. And I, I guess I was too stupid to understand the interface. So when I tried to relist it at a different <laughs> price, I accidentally oh, bought no. a second one. Oh no. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so I tried to wait it out. I waited like two weeks. The price kept tanking. And I was like, dude, if one of these goes try, I profit. So I went for try on both. They both failed. And then I was frustrated and I went for Tet on my Tri Tungrad belt and that also failed. And I was oh, like, I just had lost so much money. Dance. I was so sad. <laughs> I was I was so depressed. There's, there's definitely been days where I would go to enhance like the disto attempts and I would just log off for the rest of the day. I'm like, nope, I can't. I feel like I lost everything right there in that moment. It really makes you feel that way sometimes. I think the unluckiest day for me was probably, ironically, the day I hit uh, my second pin ever. I got pin Kudum, which first of all is unlucky in itself whenever you only have one other pin. It's like, really? This is the this is the second pin? Oh, uh, the roulettes, yeah. And uh, so I sold it, and I was like, okay, I already have a pin dandy. I was like, I could buy pin armor. Or I could buy, like, earrings or, you know, just, like, something high-end. Because I had, like, 16 billion silver. Which is, like, unheard of for me. And so, ultimately, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and buy a uh, a Dawn. Well, I was like, I'm either going to buy a Dawn or a Disto. And I basically coin-flipped it as to what I was going to buy. Because, to me, I was like, I'm going to get a Dawn and a Disto. So I can have a little bit of accuracy and then a little bit of AP. That makes sense to me. <clears throat> so I bought the Dawn for like 15 billion silver, and then of oh, course no. 
like a week later, they announced that Odalita is coming out, and now Dons are down to like six billion. <laughs> Ted Dons, oh, and I am still salty about it to this day. And I don't think I'll ever get over it. I still find it hilarious. <laughs> like it's literally, so there, was, there was no sign of Odalita in sight for us. Like they hadn't said shit about it, and then like three days after I buy my Ted Don. They're like, by the way, Odalita is coming out next week, and I was just like, no. And on like the first day, it dropped like two billion silver. I was like, no. That's yeah, nuts. that is, dude. Buying it for that much and it falling that much that fast is is that's rough, man. It's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> it's even more heartbreaking that I basically put it up to a coin flip, and if that coin flip had just landed opposite. <laughs> Like I would have bought a disto and I would be fine. Like I wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have mattered. But no, it landed fucking like heads or whatever, and so I bought a fucking dawn. Scarlet, your worst enhancement day, or your worst luck in the game, I guess, not necessarily enhancement day. Uh, my pen dandy. Selecting Maywa as a class. Other <laughs> <laughs> than that, no, you had um, two glorious years. I don't want to hear it, dude. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, there was. Um, I still enjoy Maywa a lot. It's just I can't play it in Siege, or I can, but I shouldn't. Um, the worst was my pen dandy. I got it to two hundred fail stacks, croned it thirty five times. Oof! Yeah. Oh my god! After that, I just bought everything. And it's yeah. out ever since. That'll, now we're that'll happen, dude. Besides some accessories, which I've gone for. I've lost a lot on Disto gambling, though. Don't gamble Disto's, boys. Just sell them. I had a, I had a really unlucky streak. I was in Black Rose for a while, and the second time we... The first time we got Valencia Castle when I was in there was awesome. I got a ton of shit. And then the second time, I went 32 loot scrolls with Castle Buff and on Arsha on the five Elton when that was like the rotation on a mystic and no rare drop, no black shard, no tongue grad neck. Well, you know what your first mistake was, was joining black rose. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we, Hey, at the time, not to bring back bad memories, but you know, I was in that siege with black rose when vertex finally, uh, threw in the towel. He who must not be named. That was a dark time. No, He's no, not no. Considered vertex. No, no. Prior, prior, prior. Older, older. I was in Black Rose when it was Code Black versus Chotex when Vudani was mm. still there. That oh, right okay. before Vudani and Winter left. Yeah, those are the good yeah, times. That was too. a dark time too. I actually tried to get into Vertex at the time, but um, that's who it was Winter. Winter yeah, didn't get back that. to me in time. He got back to me after I had already joined Black Rose. Actually, that wasn't. That was more like a shift from the old guard to the new guard, really. Yeah. Of leadership, just a. It was still hard. It was still hard for a little while though, because it. I don't know. At at least the way, like Vertex, definitely like fell off a bit for a while before, like. Well, before it went to the actual dark time, but they were still like relatively (laughs) strong. (laughs) The real dark times. Yeah. Uh, The snap. Yeah, I feel like you guys kind of quietly got strong again because, like, when I um, I was in relevance like a a few months ago, and I don't know, I just assumed we would run you guys over on like a thirty man, and you guys had all wizards, 
and hmm. I like couldn't move at all. I was just being hit by random shit. People had no idea I was there, and I was like, "Yeah, this is awful." When did Vertex get so many wizards already? Oh my god! Isn't it crazy that you said that they got strong, and by got strong, you mean they brought a yeah. lot of wizards to a fight? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, it that's, is. That's, that's really all you got to do to like. Does that not people. just tell you everything you need to fucking know about large scale right now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, all right. So they got strong after the tag system was introduced. <laughs> I don't no, know. Actually, we were I don't on know. the upswing before that. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking around. Yeah, I don't know if the tag system was it out at that time. I don't. I think it hadn't come out yet, or maybe it, did. it was after. I think it was after, because I I really was pushing the tag system. Yeah. So, do you guys require or highly recommend yep. wizard tags? Yeah. Yeah. So if I if I come apply as a Kuno, it's really no shot unless I switch to Wizard. Are you six seventy five gear score or higher? I am. Oh, then you actually have a shot. Hey. Are you gonna make him trial three times in a row? We don't do trials, we just do mercs now. Yeah. That's just the way to do it. Trialing someone you can see that they're decent one v one, but then they get into large scale and they shit the bed. What what classes do you guys like? Are you most disappointed? Like, if someone's like, "Hey, I got a friend who's six eighty gear score that wants to join," and you say, "What class is he? Which class are you absolutely hoping they don't respond with?" <laughs> like, what's the least desired class for your guys? Probably, <laughs> probably Nova. Huh? I mean, at least Nova could have the wall, but that's really only for defense. We would not consider a nova wouldn't consider a suck tamer um maybe maybe a, a maywa for flex um a musa as well kuno ninja um <laughs> suck zerker now <laughs> poor guys oh man oh uh, yeah It'd be like that, but just swap to Awakening and they're good. We'd love some Awakening Zerkers. Um, you hear that? Busted class, Rez. Busted huh? class. He said they'd love Awakening Zerkers. Yeah, yeah. they're cute buffs. Yeah, still... three minute class, dude. It's OP. You guys still like archers? Not as much. It's like, if you're going to play an archer, why aren't you on a suck wizard? <laughs> well, all right all right if you were gonna say suck ranger you can't say suck wizard because that's true for literally everybody i would take a suck that's, ranger. I think that's the point. um i mean you, you, even a really really highly geared and skilled archer can do well uh Selder in our guild does really well um yarnco he they they both do well it's just like they recognize that they could do better on a suck wizard which is why Selder has a suck wizard now. It's so sad. I don't know why. It's just so sad. Dude, the other day I was in a I was in RBF and two people, I'm not gonna name their names, but two people that I know very well that mained Kuno for three years kept killing me on their wizards in RBF, and it I'm just breaks my heart, dude. Oh, oh I absolutely I absolutely love seeing people that I know for a fact have never touched wizard in their lives. All of a sudden, they're in RBF or in a node war on succession wizard. And it's just like, yup. And making montages. It's crazy. 
and <laughs> making montages. It's pretty silly. Maywell's still Just pretty good at popping stun traps, though, right? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Dude, Maywon Maywon, Maywon, Maywon and Moose are the best classes in the game for popping stun traps. I really feel like they don't they don't appreciate that enough. It's no one be. is as good as Moose and Maywad popping stun traps. A lot more, probably nerf those classes. A lot more people yeah, would play should. them if at the end the war score showed how many stun traps were popped. <laughs> True. I I know you weren't gonna name names, but was it Epo? No, but he is another one. Yeah, he he is uh, another long time. I thought for sure you were gonna say Epo. No, I see him on a wizard all well, the time too. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't referring to him. I was. He was. It was. He was. Was he a Kuno? Yeah. He played Maywa, then Kuno, and then he's now a, dis a disgusting uh, suck wizard. No, he was. Oh yeah, he was on Maywa. That's right. He was originally Maywa way back. Yeah. Yeah. You guys remember? Um, I miss Epo on Maywa. Wait, who who's? Scarlet since you've all, you've always been a Maywa, right? So and you've always kind of known who who was your favorite Maywa? Like who's an, a Maywa that you watch? Like, dude, this guy is freaking awesome. You don't please don't say Nashi, but like someone you actually <laughs> enjoyed watching, like back in the day. Like you know when you watch those highlight videos, like dude, this guy's so good, or whatever. Or you see him PvP and you just know like this Maywa is different. Like who are some of the best Maywas you've seen? So I will say Nashi for one v one for sure. But the, the, there's no other Maywa out there that was really playing at my level. Um, the only other Maywa that I can think of right now that I would say is at my level in large scale is uh, Coco. And, and oh, guess yeah. what? Coco is cool. Guess what? Well, They're on a, a suck whiz. Yeah. Well, you both. You, yeah. you both are. We both, both are. are. We both are. <laughs> both. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say we both are now. Yeah. So it's like, that's just really sad. Now you hold hands and double TP together. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we were killing each other in RBF yesterday. It was funny. And it's <sighs> like, yep. I wish I could like talk to that person and like say, yeah, man, I understand the feel. We gotta do what we gotta do. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. It's depressing, man. I, I hope it gets addressed soon. I, I mean, everyone looks at it as just like complaining about balance. I, I get so much like, dude, if you just learn how to play your class, you could deal with wizards. It's like, no, it, it's a whole nother problem. It's like, it's a crazy amount. It, it just affects everything. It dictates the I did have, game. like way back in the day, I would say there was a little bit of a rivalry between the Feeds and I. Ah. Uh, when he was in man up Feeds, uh, and, yeah, and I was iconic slash uh vertex we'd always uh like be one v wanting off to the side but i do remember this one last kill i had on him i just chased him down in the valencia siege and that's the last siege he ever did you you basically you saying you sent him you sent him to play uh arcade unchained <laughs> I wish he I wish he'd come back and play Maywa, but uh I know he's come back a few times and he kinda like dips classes. in it now. Yeah. He doesn't ever stick to it though. He just He doesn't wanna get Vert, back involved. Vert liked to spar with me on Maywa back in the day. Back at Gyphon. That was a good time. Dude, I remember um one one time my guild I was the GM of Hex for about a year. And we went to help siege demo one time. You remember the guild demo? They they were the um, they were FML know. reincarnate, like old old yeah. demo. Like I'm talking like two years ago now, demo. Yeah, um, I remember. They came back 
and they were mostly FML players and they were sieging. They got like pretty strong and they wanted to 2v2 or do some like weird thing on, on Serendia with barcode. So they asked us, we node ward against them and like they thought that we node ward really well. And like last minute asked us if we wanted to place on siege with them. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't know if we're gonna be able to bring people we don't siege. Like the man, you saw us on a mandatory node war day. It's the only reason why we had people, you know? So he's like, it's fine, just come. We're gonna have two, we'll make it like a 3v2 and try to balance it out. And I was like, all right. We go and man up is placed on Serenity at the time. This is when everyone was like kicking man up off of their territory. <laughs> so man up was placed <laughs> on Serenity. The, the 19 guild alliance. Uh, yeah. So it was like all of these guilds against man up and Vert was on his Mayo at the time and he literally came up and ulted and like this, Hex was like a small T1 slash T2 guild. This is before T1s were what they are now. So Vertex's ult literally killed almost the entire guild. Like just all of us died. It was so sad. <laughs> the Maywa ult back then was so nutty. It was Oh man, bring then. that back. Yeah, I really think a, if they gave us... Of its was, that, was that the same war where uh, Jeffy was like, Hex, who's that? Free yep. kills. And then he dove in, got instantly yeah. grabbed and murdered. And he's like, sorry for disrespecting Hex, sorry for disrespecting. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yep, that was the same war. It was the same war also where... Demo goes, where the fuck are you guys? Come help us. And then I'm like, we're on our way now. We all get on our horses, run across a bridge. We didn't know barcode was there, and all of us die on our horses going across this oh bridge. Oh my <laughs> god. And, he's, and then like 30 seconds later, he's like, dude, where the fuck are you? I'm like, we died on the bridge. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I told you we suck. Stop being mad at us. Dude, we were playing we were playing red light, green light, because he they wanted a 1v1 barcode for a while, remember? We we're playing yep. red light, green light with the gate. So we're sitting there waiting for him to tell us like when to go. It was so funny, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. You guys remember that weird stint in uh where Lakari was playing Mewa? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes that's how that's how OP that class was, dude. All the streamers were playing Mewa no, for a little while. No. I remember <laughs> I remember like, what, what was moment. it? Was it King Ape? I think Something it was King like that, Ape. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, saw he saw me playing Mewa and he went Mewa. I swear it. I swear it. I <laughs> fought him on a, I fought him on the top of Pirates Mountain one day and just cleaned his clock. And then the next day in war, I just randomly killed him because he was spectating. Uh, I, did, I wasn't even meaning to. And the day after that, he was a Mewa. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the reason we got King Ape, huh? I guarantee it. What it what it since you've been around for such a long time, you're an old timer like me. What what are your thoughts on like Lakari back whenever he played this game? Because in my opinion, ever since Lakari stopped playing, I hate to say this, but this game's gotten a lot more boring. Oh, that guy made content for this fucking community. Oh man. yeah, it was. Like, he, him. he made content, bro. Sure, he's entertaining. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he yeah. had much to do with the leadership of of his own guild. No, he had nothing to do. No. Um. So from that perspective, I didn't really hate him. Uh, like man up. What it was was uh, a couple other people running the show that were just dense. So that's mm. kind of why I think they deserved the hate. But like Lakari himself, nah, he's just a personality. 
Yeah, the um the old you probably remember this, the old Orca Lakari stuff back when Orca still played too. Like back when server merge first happened. So that was like a lot of Eden drama, right? Uh well no, uh Orca was barcode and they were Orca Uno. was that uh the original Uno. So the whole drama the whole thing I didn't started see much of that drama, to be honest. Orca and Lakari played Terra together, and so everybody was saying that whenever the server merged happened, that uh, Barcode and Man Up were going to team up, and that no one was going to be able to like defeat them, and they were going to like pull the entire merged server together. But then, like Orca started just like fucking around, essentially, like Orca did, and it just turned into a big meme. There was the war on uh, Valencia with like eighteen forts or whatever, uh, where Man Up just got absolutely zerged by a bunch of like nobodies. It was fucking hilarious. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch much of that drama. Besides, I knew something was like, happened in Terra or something like that. I knew that. Yeah. Had to do with Terra, but um, yeah, I was still. I think at that point, uh, more of just a member than upper leadership. So I didn't have quite as much knowledge on like what was going on with politics, all that stuff. Good times, though. Those are fun times. That's what I'm saying, man. For yeah, that was, that was when everything was like every day you could go on Reddit and there'd be some new fucking drama pop up. Yeah, there was some, some, yeah. something new every day. And you're waiting for the next. You're waiting for the next game of guilds to come out. You're yeah. like, who's it gonna be? <laughs> who's it gonna be? It's like the next anime episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit was so fucking funny back then. Good time. All right. There was a. I, mentioned- well, I guess we should. I mentioned this last week, but there's a video of a lazy peon trying out BDO from like four and a half years ago, and he's yeah. in, he's in RBF on a Sork, and he's like literally unkillable, and he he only has like <laughs> he's got like plus fourteen, plus fifteen gear, and that's it, and like just going around spamming Dark Flame over and over and over again, getting kills, not doing any other abilities. Yep. Oh, dude, the good old days. Huh. Uh, want to talk about the Nova changes real quick? Yeah, we, I was going to say we should probably move on because we kind of just been, like, talking about nothing dude. for a good amount of time. About nothing, dude. It's toxic. It's history, the history of the game, man. We're talking, we're, talking, we're talking about stuff that's not on the schedule. It's all right, dude. Um, <laughs> all right, so it's the... dynamic. The Nova got her core skills. Um... Uh, okay, so let me let me switch over to my Nova. So I say the core skills and right. rebamped. Yeah, she got her core skills and rebamped. So we'll go, we'll go over the core skills real quick. So I I do think a couple of them are pretty good, and I know that guy that got mad at me and said he stopped listening because saying no one would use frontal guard on a long range movement CC. Um, I still stand by that. I I don't think I think practically <laughs> speaking, a lot of people are not going to use the frontal guard on Comet, even though it is kind of cool. Unless you're using it only as a gap close. Um, but yeah, one of the core skills, Swooping Ring, is getting a stiffness on good hits. That's the forward R&B skill where she throws the little scythe and then jumps to it and does an AoE. Um, it's super armor movement with a stiffness on the hit. And that also applies to the Excel version. Um, Comet, which is the forward F skill that dashes you forward 
ignores collision, uh, has a knockdown on good hits, is getting frontal guard. It's another option. Um, frozen ring, I haven't tested this. Uh, hopefully someone has, but frozen ring, which is the shift cue where they kind of sit there and channel a little scythe spinning ability in front of them, is getting a stiffness on good hits. I don't know if this is only the first hit or any of the hits. So if anybody knows, let me know. Hopefully it's not just on the first hit because if it is, it's completely useless because they'd be out of the stiffness before the animation's over. But you know, that's how they like to do things sometimes. Dev isn't devastation that way? Like aren't they, if you just hold devastation, do they get out by the end of it if you do the whole animation? Uh, what, like you mean the AOE? Yeah, like if you get if yeah, you pick the bond with the stiffness and you do the entire devastation, aren't they out of the stiffness? Or is it a stun? Maybe it's a oh. stun on devastation. Yeah, I think it's a stun on Deva. Yeah, because on but still, no nobody takes it from what I know. Anyways, on spin spree, it's a stiffen. If you do the extended version, it's really dumb. Kind of useless. Yeah, uh, this go can't really be canceled either. So. Unless it's cancelable in the future, we'll see. Uh, Royal Fencing, which is the SLMB. This one, I, th I think, is the worst one. This one is getting a, a bound for some reason. Um, Royal Fencing, I don't know how to pronounce it. Fletch, someone got mad at me for pronouncing it wrong. I'm calling it Fletch. I apologize. Uh, is getting a stiffness on good hits. And then Starfall, which is shift RMB, the, hard the one like hard-hitting skill where the swords come out, is getting super armor. So 12-second... Super armors go with uh, float. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Starfall one and Swooping Ring are pretty good, and then Comet I think is okay, but I don't think people would use it over the other two personally. Um, you guys have I any feel thoughts like on the core skills? From the PvP that I did on Awakening Nova, I feel like I very rarely got CC'd in Comet anyway. Honestly. That, that's, that's the other thing. That's the other reason why it'd be kind of a waste. Because you can make the another skill powerful or I kind of buff this one that's already not like already kind of hard to catch unless you're just jumping through someone already using a CC uh yeah I think that one's like you can avoid getting CC'd relatively easily uh with that one if you play it right um the Rebomb skill so let me see let me find a I have a I had a video of this not my own, but someone had a video of this that was pretty good. But the Rebomb skills also are a little bit, I don't know, they're a little, little bit underwhelming, to say the least. Um, I, don't, I don't know, I, I'll have to see when it comes to live server if they actually hit hard or not, but right now they kind of look like they, they just don't at all. Let's see if this is one. Most Rebombs typically don't. Yeah, Kimo. I always refer to Kimo's videos for these because he always does a really good job making these videos. So I'll I'll link it. Uh, oh here, let me link it to you guys. Um, in the chat and in the Discord. But yeah, uh, the Rebombs look only okay. I I don't know. They they don't look that good to me. The damage numbers on them are are quite low. This one that says it greatly moves you f backwards is literally just a scoop back. It's the first one in that video. <laughs> the description when uh -huh. we saw like the little leak says like greatly moves you backwards, like re retreats you backwards, but it's like three character lengths and quite slow. Um, but none of the damage on any of them seemed that good. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'll have to see if like, if they work well with the pawns or Axion in some way, 
than maybe, but uh, outside of that, like they all seem pretty underwhelming for the most part. I don't see any way for these to like, maybe in a combo, but I don't see really how it helps Awaken Nova at all with feeling more fluid. Cause you know, like Rebombs generally like kinda are that little gap between Awakening and Pre-Awakening that feels really nice. But these ones just, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Rez, you, you've been playing Suck Nova. How do you feel about these Rebombs? Uh, well, this is the first time I'm looking at them. Um, I don't know. I don't. The issues with Suck Nova, I feel like, can't really be fixed with Rebombs, honestly. I don't know. I. I... The issue well, with Suck Nova is that if you get slowed, you're fucked. The grab is impossible to land, and the whole cock taking your HP thing is really shitty, especially for grinding if you don't have the infinite pot piece. Because you basically are just killing yourself. You want to be to Suck Nova, you can just let make them run out of pots and then they'll fucking kill themselves. It just <laughs> sucks. Yeah, so Sucknova got got some changes. So let me let me go over these changes real quick. Um, they basically buffed Frozen Darkness, Frozen Earth, Stamma's Mate, uh, Fian Shadow, and Entangling Icy Thorns by about fifty to fifty five percent per hit. Which I don't know if that'll be enough, but it's it's a step. It's a good damage buff, yeah. Yep, a little damage buff. Um, they buffed Affliction, um, which is what is this one? I always forget. Um, this is the skill that people didn't even realize is a succession skill, the RMB skill. If you hover over it, it has succession version. They buffed the damage on that one a little bit. I, I don't know, maybe for combos. Um, they changed the way the damage comes out of the swooping ring skill, which is forward C. Um, but the, the major things I wanted to point out here. So they did a bunch of like link improvements between abilities. Actually, quite a few. Some that I think will be pretty good to speed up shift Q to speed up coming out of some of the slower animations, like going directly into a different ability. Um, but the big one that I noticed that Reslar probably will like is Punishing Trap, which is the grab, has been improved so that you can stop more quickly by pressing S after the mace hits the ground. So you don't have to run all the way to your death if you fail a grab. You can press S and you'll stop running. That's a good change. Uh, I'd still just rather they separate those two fucking abilities, but I suppose that's an in-between that maybe will work. Yeah. Did they also make it to where you don't have to be pinpoint accurate from the moment you cast the skill to the moment it connects with your target on the grab? No, you definitely still have to be uh, X Counter-Strike Pro. Then it's staying <laughs> locked, baby! <laughs> I lo I'm not kidding, I locked that fucking skill. That skill is fucking god awful. I fucking locked it. Um, it says the skill's also been improved so that additional hits can be activated more quickly when left clicking after hitting the ground, and that you can link to other skills quickly when the additional strikes are activated. So I don't know. What are? Yeah, I don't know. I get. I don't. I don't. It's that. That one's weird. Um, and yeah, a couple like little speed up improvements, but that's it. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be enough to make the classic super viable, to be honest. Every time I run into one, like when I run into RBF, I've been going to RBF on my hash machine. Every time I go into RBF, I'm like, 
Um, I can just literally engage and there's nothing they can do. <laughs> it feels it that's how it feels like i can just sit there and dance around a nova and even though they are a 360 block class like it's not like they can do anything back to you so you could just stay there and keep attempting ccs and damage for for like ever it feels like yeah i don't know scarlet is no were you interested in nova before you saw it or you had no interest from the beginning <laughs> Like kind of half and half, really. I wanted it to be proven to be interested in it, and it wasn't. So I guess I'm not. Yeah, the uh, being uh, pretty much nullified by slows is uh, not good for this meta. <laughs> no, I already got one yeah, class that does that. Yeah, that's the most confusing thing about it. Is like. Slow stacking is such a huge issue in this game, and then they come out it with a class that if you get even one slow on you, all of a sudden it is fucking miserable. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I say that as a berserker, and I've maintained for a long time that berserker is one of the classes that's fucking hardest to play with a slow on you. Like it being slowed as a berserker is also a death sentence because there's nothing you can do. Your giant leap all of a sudden goes two feet for some reason. You can't lava pierce out. Like you basically have to V if you get slowed as a berserker. There's just nothing you can do. Unless they don't have a grab, then you can just heal. But if they have a grab, you can't heal. So you just have to fucking V. And it's like I'm on succession Nova and I'm like, never before did I think I could find a class that is fucking even worse whenever you get slowed. True. The animations are still super cool in Succession, so I, I hope they keep buffing it. Oh, visually, it, it's probably one of, if not my favorite class, visually. Yeah. Like Succession Nova, honestly. Yeah, that's but, what kind of drew me to it in the first place, but then it turned out... See, that's the thing, they, they design these cool things in a vacuum, I think. Yeah. I still almost feel like, again, Alex Jones, hi, how are you? I still feel almost like this was, like, two separate teams that designed this pre-awakening and this awakening that were, like, never in contact with each other. Because <laughs> it just, it is so disconnected. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They design these things on paper and they try to execute it and they somewhat do on their side. But then when they introduce it into like uh, an RBF with six, like 59 other people that have 650 plus gear score, it just it, it falls apart. And what simple, what is simple works. And what is simple is basically suck whiz large range damage with AoEs and one of the best escapes in the game, if not the best, teleport. Oh, not to mention heals. Yeah. Uh, so, if you're in Nova, play Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're anything else than... If, if you're not a wizard... Wizard... 
a guardian, a witch, or a Valkyrie, you should probably be playing wizard. And you know, I'm really just thinking large scale. One v one is a different ball game, but it's a different set of problems that we haven't really touched on, which are uh, shield grab. Those two things are just so OP in one v one. So what do you think should happen? Should grabs be removed or should every class have a grab or what, what would you do to change? Because you feel like grab's too powerful and, and the 360 yeah. block, which I say 360 block is easy to say, but meaning you have frontal guard and super armor at the same time while blocking. Yeah. So what, well, what should be changed with both of those? Or what's your problem with them and what would you do about it if you could? Uh, the first thing, well, see, that's the thing. You start touching 1v1 and it affects large scale. Like mm -hmm. warriors, you remove that... that uh, super armor on their back and then in large scale all they have is the frontal guard man they're gonna get screwed but yeah. like you give them that, that super armor on their back and classes without a grab have to do double the work to get the cc hmm. now the counter would be well you have you know a chase which gives you the super armor constantly it's true it's nice defense and it even works as an offense, but you still have to land the CC. And if you have that constant protection, where's the gaps? When they're attacking? Sure, but then you risk, you know, getting hit, CC'd, slowed. So I guess immediately what I would do is somehow work it that every class had a grab. And then that means they would have to adjust certain classes. Um, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because well, that would be a big change. I threw this hypothetical out a while back, and a lot of people got upset with me. But I was saying, if <laughs> if the classes that had a grab, or that don't have a grab, got just a really basic, like super basic, like imagine the grab quality is somewhere between Wizard and Valkyrie. But oh, shit, but absolute shit, absolute shit grab, but. It's on and it's on like a twenty or twenty-five second cooldown and requires mm -hmm. stamina to cast. Then mm -hmm. I think it would be fair, even for the classes that can run around with chase or sword. Yeah. I don't think it would be that bad if they had that. To be honest, I think, so think sword would be the most scary. Mm -hmm. But I mean, maybe make theirs even slightly worse, like a longer cooldown cost even more stamina. But T-Rex arm Valkyrie style. But to be honest, like <laughs> I, I just like I. When I actually stop and think about if they just added it, obviously the first few weeks people would be pissed, it'd be scary and nuts. But I still just imagine like I really don't think it would be that insane because if it was a grab that you it has an easily recognizable fail animation and yeah. had a relatively long cooldown and requires a little bit of setup, then I, I really don't think it would be that that bad, honestly. Um yeah, the other alternative, like that one seems like the most simple fix for that issue. The alternative is you have to like redesign a bunch of classes because of how many protections they have. Well, I mean, besides that, you also propose this idea too, just like nerfing all the grabs that are sub 10 seconds to basically be around, you know, 10 to 15 seconds cooldown. And then right. on top of that, nerf the slow stacking, have a max, uh, you know, a max slow no matter what, no matter how many are applied to you, the maximum is only 30%. Like, it doesn't stack. Like, you, you can get multiple debuffs on you, but they only ever add up to 30% movement slow. That in and of itself would help out a lot. 
my my solution is if if classes like Mewa, for example, and Musa or Sork, if they got grabs, it would just it, it would honestly feel busted. Like even if you did make them like shit tier grabs, um, I I personally feel like that they would just kind of start shifting things in a different direction and so change be... it and not be a grab and well i would just say as the alternative why like sork has a lot of iframes right and they do plenty fine versus grab classes um non-grab classes should close. have the ability to basically defend themselves versus grab classes and we are stuck trying to go for the hard ccs you know the regular types of ccs you know like just is what it is just like sork Right, so you should have reliable like, iframes. But that only solves half the problem. That doesn't really fix you against a guardian. You know what I, I mean? mean? I mean, that's where, like, guardian's like a gear check. I mean, for example, like, Scarlotta could attest this. Like, as a Mewa, like, if I'm going to be fighting a guardian that has more gear than me, yeah, it's not going to be a very pleasant time. I got to depend on him being basically not very knowledgeable on his, on his gaps so that I can exploit them. Now, if I'm fighting someone that I have more gear score than, or equivalent gear score than, I can weave in and out of his abilities and actually do back attack damage, significant back attack damage, to force him to actually consider using frontal guards, which then I can exploit. Um, but yes, it is. It isn't a very pleasant fight, but neither is warrior. But warrior, I can catch. You know, as long as they just make a mistake or I outposition them and dies or slows. Like warrior isn't an impossible matchup, but it fucking feels like it if you get slowed. Um, there's things you can do, little tactics you can do. Like, yeah, sure, you might have to play a little rat mode, but if I have iframes, I can be in and out of their their AOEs without taking much damage, allowing me to trade more effectively. Like, what as if, an example. So, if I can like... actually trade well, that actually makes it a kind of a, a fair fight. Because, let's think about it. Guardian doesn't really focus too much on grabbing. The only time they grab is if, if they actually land a stiff. So I'm not really concerned about grabs per se. I'm worried about their AOE damage. Well, so, so in, instead of making it just a straight grab, make it only work from behind. So like a change, just for example, our kicks, which for the most part are kind of useless. They could remove three of our kicks and I'd be happy. Yeah, just just give us the one kick that if it hits someone from behind, it acts like a grab. Interesting. Like, guys, this kick, this That's kick animation is terrible. It's so bad, and it's it's like not at all. It has no range to it. Right. So it's if you bad. Get, well, the cooldown on it would have to be longer. But yeah, that would be interesting sure, right? on a class like like yeah, maybe have like just one skill like their grab on like a Sork or a Musa. You'd have to get a back attack or it fails. Regardless yeah. of their protection, that would be interesting. And, and that to way be there'd be fair, a you could make it you make it like a like maybe a bound or a KD that base like a bound type, but you know not like a true grab, but you know just right, like a bound like C that ignores protections. It's like a shorter CC, you're saying. That so way, not, like, at least down. they could probably be you know lame about it, and if they wanted to go resistance, they could, but. You know, at least there's some counter to it, just like there is with grab no, resistance. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. Let's not start throwing resistance there. Fuck resist. Don't. <laughs> well, I know we all agree. Fuck resistance, but I'm just saying, like, we if have, you to have to it. make it fair, kind of thing. I don't. I think that's a very interesting thing. Like uh, a skill that's like 
Yeah, if you had like a grab with like kind of decent prerequisites. Yeah. Then it wouldn't feel it like can, yeah, I guess it won't like, go through a frontal guard, it but it could hit a super armor in the back kind of thing. That'd be interesting. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah, I just think love I would it. love to just see it for a while. I I mean I honestly don't even think it would change the meta in 1v1s very much at all. It would just make people less frustrated at the end of the day. Why not just make Grappler an actual grass? <laughs> yeah, right. Here we go. No, I'm just fucking. You want to piss off some warriors and some Valks? Oh, that's how you do it. man. Yeah. I just hope that this, this interim of pretty much no balance changes that they've done, they're just, they're doing a lot of testing right now. I really hope that, but you know, after so long of being yeah, disappointed, they're testing Hadoom servers and Hadoom skills, man. Yeah, working on terrible dead content. Yeah, they just they put all their effort in the wrong areas. Most of their effort, not all. They just don't understand their audience. Well, I think the no war changes at least them attempting to trying to understand. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's just there's a lot for them to tackle. Honestly, there's a lot of issues that players complain about all the time, but there is a lot of good in the game too. I wish they would have started with balance first, but that's probably the most difficult and why they well, don't but tackle they, it. But they've done, they've been doing like random little balance stuff for years now. And Node War still sucks. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think the Node War has to be changed because the thing is yeah. with Node War is like it's a big aspect of PvP in this yeah, game. It's, it's like the only way to do group like pvp that's organized with like at least some semblance of reward and bragging rights and just the way it's set up right now is just i don't know man it, it's just it's not that fun of an experience unless you have a pre-set up organized fight between two guilds that are relatively close otherwise it's just yeah it's kind of off it definitely needs updating and the balance train is they should have been doing this along the way they've done small changes here and there but I think they're due for another big balance update because things yeah. have just gotten out of control. Yeah. Suck was. I don't know. I've, I've said it a bunch of times, but I find it interesting if you think about like the succession classes and they all came out and a lot of them were way too strong and like Lon got nerfed immediately and Musa got nerfed immediately and Kuno and Ninja and everybody. And then for whatever reason, I, I don't know how, it's eluded all of the balance updates. <laughs> Wizard has not been touched at all, even though it's been the most complained about. It's great, crazy, dude. Yeah. Just crazy. We're, it's in the queue, Frosty. It's in the queue. It's in the so queue. Three years, three years ago. That's that's. Perlibus leadership loved the we'll class, I guess. Yeah. I guess in a lot of Korean um, games, Wizard is very powerful. I've been told. Just the Wizard class. In, like you're saying wizards. in Korean games in general, like mages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bunch of fucking Harry Potters, man. Yeah. That's just what I've been told. I really don't have much I mean, more experience in Korean games. Well, I was thinking about this, this when you mentioned earlier that range classes just have a huge advantage and always have in a lot of games. Um, yeah. I I played Ion for a little while, like way back in the day, and Ion had it was like one of the I, I want to say it was one of the first MMOs, if not the first, that actually had flying combat. So you could Whoa. you could get wings and fly in PvP. 
and it was awesome. It was, like it was a really, yeah, it was a really cool idea. Well, even more than that, because in the air you can use your skills. You had wings, like you. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, so you could literally just both be up in the air and fight. But the problem was it was impossible to balance because the melee classes had such a difficult time getting to the range. So <clears> all of the new content after like the initial launch, you couldn't mm -hmm. fly in PvP areas. <laughs> <laughs> so it was that like. Uh yeah, kind of. Although you could still glide, which was awesome, like jump down and glide, which I wish was in BDO so much. I hate the yeah. way falling down when you're a super powerful you know, they, hero. Low key could be doing that. Um, you know the yeah. the t tier ten horse. You know you get in the hover mount. You know. Yeah. I guess yeah. If you want to just, I don't think you can use abilities while you're in the air, though. Can you? While you're hovering? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe maybe a wizard. <laughs> I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can meteor with that. Um. Anyway, so overall, uh, Nova's getting some new stuff. I think it'll change some stuff for them. We'll see. Rebombs are always... Sometimes rebombs that don't look very good can end up being pretty good, or ones that look like they're good end up sucking. So we'll, we'll see. We have to see how it actually feels in in game and then the succession buffs are super minor we'll see if they make a big difference or not um i'm sure there's going to be more more changes in the future um but outside of that i, th I think that's kind of it's kind of it um is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we hop anything you want to ask Carletta? um I mean, I think we pretty much covered all the bases of everything. All right. I think we're just at the point where we're getting the com uh, comments now. So what what we wanted, I have to ask Pax if he would be down, but what I wanted to do ideally was if we had all of the information about Node Wars, I thought it would have been really cool to have a couple people on, like Scarletta and Pax, and just kind of like get differing opinions because you know we, we don't really do Siege, and you guys do, so kind of having both points of view and discuss it, but... Unfortunately, we don't know enough yet, so hopefully down the road, maybe we'll have you back on to revisit that. I think it'd be kind of cool to see how it ends up, I don't know, in three, four months after having it on, on server. Yeah, sounds, sounds good to me, because it, it isn't super clear yet. No, it's, actually, it's just as RNG is enhancing right now, to be honest, what we're going to yeah, get. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to go to comments. Normally, at the end of uh, every show, we go to the previous week's uh, video read the comments on the show and um you're welcome to stay and chime in on your opinion on anything people comment on and or if you want to bounce that's cool too totally up to you what do you want to do sure i've got like 20 more minutes or so and right. i gotta take off all right let's do it that right. might not be long enough <laughs> we'll see do we have a do we, i don't think we have that many do we comments uh i'm not sure honestly let's see. we had biohack on last week and we got 35 comments. It's not too bad. I did not check them, so there might if there's some I need to remove, let me know. Oh, uh, let me scroll through and see. Yeah. See if we get any ads. No, they all look normal right now. You blocked every spam account that exists. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> you hit them all. Um, okay. Starting from the bottom. Uh Meth Matthias War says, sorry, didn't didn't like bio much as a guest. He doesn't participate in a large portion of the game and he's also not really somebody most can relate to. I think that's what makes him so interesting though. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I actually love talking to him as a guest, but mostly because he made fun of Nayashi for using often. Which, by the way, Scarletta, what's your <laughs> what are what's your stance on often versus Zarka <laughs> on a Mewa? Oh no, no, no. Well, I'm a Zarka boy because uh, I like my accuracy. Uh, it's not as important for Mewa to have a ton of sheet accuracy. Uh, it it surprisingly does help, though, guys. It, it does. I notice it more on my uh, Suck Wizard, though. Whoo, boy, does that accuracy. It just shreds people. That one electric charge-up skill, um, it, it does more than half, someone, half someone's health. And they've got, like, 650 fucking plus TP. Yeah. Crazy! It's it's actually insane how much damage that one skill does. Troy says um, to tell you that he loves you for fixing tax cart. Aw, you're welcome. What does that mean? I, what, I, what's he referring to? I had to write Black Rose's wrongs. Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm not even sure how definite this is. This may have just been a rumor, but like people were saying that uh, Black Rose touched the sliders of the castle. Hmm. Um, so I guess it, it's, it's fine now. And it just, it just took a Vertex's, um, touch. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> yeah. One, so one of the things that biohack was saying to Nayashi <clears throat> that I, I mean, is kind of where I am. It's like, even if you don't need as much accuracy, it's like, generally speaking at the high end, you just do more damage with Zarka, so why use an often? Because even the people that the often helps you against, the lower geared people are dying to you anyway. So that little bit of AP like isn't really beneficial. And the other thing that that I've been trying to tell Nash is like it's not like your often is C nineteen and it's at a place where your Zarka can't get. You're often C one. <laughs> so it's like you can get a Zarka to C five. You're just a lazy cheap bastard. I like my Zarka. I always have. Yeah. Um, Robert Von Raccoon says, holy shit, Bio needs to put a compressor on. And I remember when NA shat on EU for going evasion, then followed EU's step with the taking evasion meta. Was NA shitting what? on EU for going evasion? I don't think no, that. I, well, that was think... way back in the day. Yeah. We, we shat on them for going full accuracy. Yeah, we made fun of you guys for going yeah. accuracy, not for going evasion. Oh, Not now evasion also, is poo-poo. I do, I do want to <laughs> comment on the whole... Because like, I've actually had a couple people say that they didn't like Biohack much as a guest. And it's like, I think that's... You know, opinions are fun, it's whatever. But you don't have to, like, take... I think it was just funny, like, his perspective on the game. Like, you don't have to look at the things he says as, like, genuine advice for, like, someone who's, like, a newer returning player. Like, obviously it's not. I think it's more like his being on the show was more of an interesting thing, getting his point of view on things as like the richest player in BDO. So whenever, like whenever you said like, he would say like, Oh, well, would you prefer this or this biohack? And then he was like, well, why not just get them both? Like that is that shit like that is like, it's not like advice or something for like a new player, but it's hilarious because He's the like the only person who would say something like that. Like, yeah, I just get like two sets of boss gear, easy. <laughs> so yeah, it's like not practical. Yeah, but like that's the type of shit that he can do because of who he is. 
So I think it was just like a different guest than what we normally have on. So I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed him as a guest, but I think he was different from the guests we normally have on, and that's not a bad thing. But I don't he, know. He had a ton. I think a lot I mean, of people just found it strange. Even in situ, I mean, yes, they're obviously like with the gear stuff for him. What he's able to get compared to everyone else is different, but he still has a ton of a, like a ton of useful and well thought out. Like the dude is, I don't know, he's like a spreadsheet. He's a walking spreadsheet. <laughs> he is a bit of a walking spreadsheet, yeah. isn't he? I don't know. I, I actually really way. enjoy having discussion with Biohack. He's one of my favorite people to talk to about stuff. And I love that even though you wouldn't expect it, he like will literally just make fun of you and be super hard on you and kind of cuss you out. He kind of cusses people out if he disagrees with them, and it's hilarious to me. Uh, Genesis Johnson says, Combo break would be neat if on a 90-second cooldown and 50 BSR cost. I'm all for utility management. Sacrificing BSR for... Combo break, grapple break, or quick recovery would add a level to combat that I think would be enjoyable. Plus, provide more options for meta builds and tactics. But it's got to have a k -k 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 combo breaker sound bite. Um, combo break. I mean, if it was associated with BSR, I feel like fifty percent is insanely high amount. Like, what's the point of a ninety? I don't know. It, but sure, yeah, we were talking about having a combo break, which I guess ties into the grab. Thing. But if there was like a 90 second combo break, Scarletta, do you think that that mm -hmm. would work? And let me explain the mechanics first because yeah. it would be, let's say you're in a CC and you press your combo break button. It goes on a 90 second cooldown. What the combo break button, uh, button does basically breaks you out of the CC and then also makes you use like a just a small backwards movement similar to like a Mystic or a Striker failed grab. So that way the person comboing you, you can't just instantly win after a combo break by CCing the person that's comboing you, you're kind of spaced out a little bit and it like resets a fight almost, but not a I reset don't. in the, the fact that V, the way V works, but a reset and that yeah. gets you out. Your thoughts? I don't think it works um, in the sense of large scale specifically, like you, we already have V. Mm -hmm. When you have someone in a combo, that that should at least for some classes that should be that victim's death because getting a combo off is is not easy in large scale large scale kills come from random wizard aoe's or uh ranger range damage usually so when you have someone in a combo you really don't want them to be escaping constantly they already have escape escape they they have V. You want another thing to break them out. So from a one v one perspective, it makes more sense and sounds like it would be fun. Uh, but then again, it's the same thing. It's um, most classes can't get that super armor trading damage off. Yeah. While some classes can, some classes can't. And if you if you can't then you're pretty much dependent on the combo for the kill. Right. I like the intention of that, but I think it's a solution to the symptoms of the problem, which are just a lot of imbalance between classes. What if it replaced V and Escape Escape? Well, Escape Escape's always going to be there because it's just a mechanic that has to be there. To well, get people out of things that yeah. they're stuck in. 
they're stuck in. But Escape Escape should legit, in my opinion, Escape Escape should have a five second. Like if you use Escape Escape, it should literally say moving you in five, four, yeah. three. So that way people, because that, dude, fair. that's another thing in Node War. Like using Escape Escape to avoid death in Node War, I think is so, is so irritating. Oh, dude, it's so simple. Escape one space. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, I just escaped. Completely safe. I'm gone. And yeah. you can do that like every. I think it depends like five to ten minutes. I think it's ten minutes in Node Wars, less than RBF. I I have never been clear on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just so simple to do, and it's there, so people are going to use it. Um, Ezra B says, can y'all get an Awakening Witch on or anyone knowledgeable about the class to talk about its 1v1, just more about it? I don't know anyone good that mm. plays it. Because most people choose the path of least resistance and go to a class with a grab. <laughs> Why would you want to suck to, to 1v1 on a, on a Witch? I know and appreciate <laughs> you trying to do that. Hey, I got a Spectre's Energy. That's nice. Um... <laughs> That's not a pot. That's not a pot piece, but that'll help with the black star. Uh, yeah. I don't so, know if it's related to grab. I mean, people still play sorks for one v one. It's part of the problem, but then the other part of the problem is mobility for which you know they teleport and they're just stuck. They're just a target. Like I see that happen. I just wait for the their teleports to be up, and then oh look, that's your back. Oh, you're dead. So I feel your pain, dude, if you're out there right now. Like, you're just disadvantaged, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, which is just, its kit is outdated as well. Awaken Witch's kit is outdated. A lot of things are outdated, and they just, they leave that in the dust of Maywa. Here's probably my favorite comment <clears throat> from Kaith. Serpent says, Reslar, what scuffed-ass combo did you just do to biohack? No wonder you did zero damage. No AP buff from FD. No accuracy buff from headbutt. No evasion debuff <laughs> oh, from stomp. Man. You also ancient wave too close and lose half its damage. Rock smash got buffed so you don't have to C-swap to cancel the animation. You can just FD or use other pre-awakening skills for more damage. Love the show. Do better, Reslar. Zerkers are good against evasion. Heart. Do better, Reslar. My favorite thing about that is he there's some parts of that where he's just straight up wrong i did fd actually i always fd before i damage test things and i know i did in that circumstance i wasn't too close for the ancient wave i didn't headbutt because i was trying to do specific uh a specific combo that i knew wasn't going to desync me because that entire day and the previous day i had been desyncing like crazy whenever i was trying to do just normal e-grab so I was doing a combo that I knew specifically was not going to desync, which would cause less damage. So it wasn't the like the most useful accuracy like combo, no. But that was intentional. If I tried to do that combo, he would probably desync around me, snaking around on the fucking ground, and then I wouldn't be able to hit him. What about the no stomp? Why no evasion debuff from stomp? Uh, because it's uh, it's not in that combo. I just don't stomp in that combo. Like I said, that's not like the normal that's not the normal combo I would use to like kill an evasion target. I was specifically using it that day because I was desyncing like fucking mad. And literally for the past like three days, every time I would try to e grab someone, side cancel stomp, they would snake around like to my backside and shit, so then I couldn't actually hit them. Yeah. Um... It was awful. Trust me, there are certain things that I have to do because of my internet. Just believe me. 
If you fought me before, you know that that's true. <laughs> Supermaxer33 says, why don't they just make it so that when you are... N oh, wait, sorry. I'm, I skipped one comment. Uh, Corin Noaka says, I think resist should exist if you haven't been CC'd yet. But as soon as you do get CC'd, all resists go to zero. I would also want down smash to be counted in the CC counter because some classes can just keep down smashing to eternity if they get lucky every single time. Super annoying because remove resists uh, and would leave grabs unchecked and not all classes have the iframes to be able to counterplay those grabs. But yeah, resists... Um, uh, resists are fine initially, but as soon as CC lands, the resists need to drop to zero and combos to like one down smash to extend slightly. But they shouldn't be able to just keep stacking, at least in my opinion. All right, so two two questions here for Scarletta. One, uh, what are your feelings on resists in the game? Um, I don't really have a problem with it. it it's it's annoying, but. It's a mechanic there for a reason. It, it's definitely what is, there's good. What there's is the there's good. I mean, to to obviously not get, not get CC'd, but I think that people should have to sacrifice more AP or maybe even DP to get to these high resistances. Yeah. That is to say, you can still CC people with those high resistances. Uh, it just certain classes can can get away with it better than others, uh, striker and mystic. Um, for me, the only thing that I really do different to, to take into consideration resistances is I have a, a grapple resist neck for one v ones, and that does drop my AP a bit, but it's it getting grabbed is death so it's do i want to survive or just do a little bit less damage um so yeah i see why they're in the game uh it just does it's annoying to constantly get resisted especially on certain classes that can't penetrate that resistance or take advantage of the resistance stacking as much and then two um so he said that down smash should count towards the CC limit. Um, I actually feel like instead of it counting towards the CC limit, I think it should just not, if they are in CC immunity, down smash just shouldn't work. Instead of it should count towards the CC limit instead of adding to it. Because there would be so many skills that you'd have to just, you know, you, I mean, every, every class probably has one or two skills that just randomly will down smash in the middle of the combo when you're not intending to. It just happens to have a down smash on it. Like now those skills would be kind of unusable in those combos because they'd add to the CC limit. But the ones like after you're at the CC limit, if you couldn't be down smashed would be kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. It, it's kind of, it's a weird, it's a tough thing. It's just the infinite down smash combo or maybe the problem isn't necessarily the down smashes themselves, but that you can be reset in a combo after a down smash. Maybe that needs to be looked at. I don't know. Yeah, that does. That's the biggest issue, I think. Because you know you get constantly down smashed and then you re-CC, like what? That's so obnoxious. <laughs> it's happened yeah. in RBF a lot, mainly when Zerkers were a lot more prevalent in that uh, e-buff of theirs. And then Mystics, of course. That was a rough time for Maywa as well. When Suck Myst or, uh, Awakened Mystic was the meta. And that suck of theirs, oh, that was yeah. the worst suck. 
You had to try to do <laughs> some fucking makeshift shit to deal with that. Yeah. Remember when I was using Charge Evasive Shot? And it was actually... Well, that, yeah. It worked back then. <laughs> I mean, I still kind of use it sometimes. Yeah, shit doesn't work, though. And, like, realistically, it doesn't... Yeah. It's not reliable. It's not reliable, no. Just like Grapplero said. <laughs> Supermax just says, why don't they just make it so that when you are knocked down already, the second CC is guaranteed, so only the first CC can be resisted? What are your thoughts on that? On that version, Scarlet, if it, if they just didn't work, if you got caught and the the resist yeah. didn't didn't proc, and now you're actually CC'd, that your resists are gone until you have control of your character again. Well, I like that as a Mewa. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't, because I if I get the CC, I want that to be like. I mean, getting a CC, usually they're dead. They're just dead. They can't get up. Right. Um, so it actually doesn't change too much for me. Uh, I don't know. That would be interesting, but I don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. That's just yeah, not something they do. It's too complicated. It is. Even though it's so simple. I mean, the thing is, that's crazy to me is, um, I, it, I, I'm it, always told the argument that resists need to be in the game because rat classes would be too good against the slower classes. But <laughs> the pro the problem hilarious. the problem with that argument, at least for me, there's a lot of problems. But the biggest one is that resists hard counter the slow classes way more than they hard counter the rat classes. Yeah, because the slow class gets resisted. You there's nothing you can do. Like if you are a succession nova, you watch your float get resisted and see what happens in the middle of that animation you're stuck in. It's is yeah. rough. Anyway, um, breakfast mash says, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that the one class slows do help are the classes with big iframes. So uh, uh, maybe not Sork as much because get, getting slowed on a Sork does suck, but on Guardians, like I, I kind of think that Guardians have an advantage there with that that really low cooldown iframe they have. And then, then they can just uh, Phoenix dive out and that animation that's iframe I, I just think that they gain a little bit from the, the slow even though yes their damage dips down because they can't get it out as fast sure so someone points out um if you have a problem with if you're okay with cc resulting in death and what's what is the issue with down smashing it kind of seems like they're the same thing I don't have as much issue anymore with down smashing just because it's not as prevalent. Well, I can tell you, at, at least from like just a general point of view, is like if uh, down smashing, you lose control of your character for anywhere from 10 to 20 seconds, sometimes even more. Um, the other thing is if you're going to die, it's probably because you don't have a lot of gear and the person that's killing you does or... Um, they're just executing like a standard normal combo and you guys are similar gear whereas like the down smashing is literally just you lose control of your character for a super long time um, the other thing too is not every class can down smash like if you it would be di a little bit different if every class had the same chance to do an infinite down smash combo then it'd be like okay yeah this is just a normal thing in the game but there's like three or four classes that can do it and the rest can't that's the other issue so there's kind of a lot of things. They're not really like, they don't really necessarily go hand in hand. It's not about like, 
oh, you die, um, dying like quickly should be killed quickly. Like the thing with resists, it's not necessarily like, like, so for example, if I go fight choice and I can't one combo him, I'm not upset that I can't one combo him. The dude has a lot of gear. I understand that. What's upsetting is if in the middle of my combo, I automatically lose and die because something got resisted. Yeah. That, that's kind of like think what people get more frustrated by. The main thing for me, and it's down smashes and resists for me, is just the fact that it's just RNG. Like, if things were either yes or no, it wouldn't bother me as much, but it's about the fact that you can get lucky or get unlucky, and that determines, like, a fight is the part that really irks me about yeah. both resists and down smashes. If things are either yes or no, then you could say, well, then it's skill-based. But the fact that the shit's fucking random whenever it happens is, like, really annoying. Because then it's just like, oh, I got down smashed, I got unlucky, and that's why I'm now dead. As opposed to, oh, that person just CC'd me, and now I'm just dead. Yeah. I don't know, just irks me. Um, they stepped away from the down smash design after Mystic, I think. Mystic and Striker, just because I don't think they, they liked it as much. It's harder to control because, and it's less fun because it is just RNG. Um, Breakfast Mash says often plus Turbo Belt equals glorious blue Zarka. Glorious blue Zarka. <laughs> hey, don't hate. Oh, imagine, dude! Imagine running those two together. Kenichi oh Sai says, God. "I feel like the <laughs> poor Naya." <laughs> I said a long time ago, this is all for science. <laughs> <laughs> really, really bad. I wanted to see for sure what the argument was and where everything stood. <laughs> like fucking hell. I don't promote shit. I'm just saying basically that the damage difference is just nothing significant to where you're just going to like Zarka's just gonna magically do like thirty to forty percent more damage. Like that's just not true. Yeah, uh, someone says special attack evasion is also random. Yet people have them in their chest. Well, the difference again with special attack evasion is it does not ensure that you automatically lose a fight. You can see their HP not drop that far and then disengage at the end of your combo if it didn't kill them. Whereas if you are a guardian and you go to use your reflow and it doesn't reflow and it fails, you lose. You automatically lose. That's that's the difference. Those are not the same. Like tankiness and survivability is very different from if this fails, you lose and die. It's a little bit different, um, especially if you already made a mistake and got caught. Like that—that's why it's like completely different. Um, but also, but also, I—I I actually do agree. Like, I—I I don't think if you're going to have a truly competitive like player versus player game. I honestly don't think you can have any RNG. I, I've always despised the fact that in League of Legends, they removed dodge chance like years ago because they said that, oh, well, it being RNG really doesn't make for a competitive game. But yet here we are 10 years later, League of Legends still has fucking crit chance in it. Like, I don't see how you can have like a super competitive game while also having something be up to chance. Whether, like, somebody does more damage, somebody gets CC'd, somebody survives something. Like, I, I just fucking... I, I hate it. I, and maybe I, you can argue, well, this isn't supposed to be a super competitive PvP game, and that's a fine argument. But I'm just saying that I fucking despise RNG in general. I don't, I don't agree that chance can't be a thing. Chance is a huge thing in a lot of games, competitive, yeah. too. Like, I mean, Crit just the fact that you don't have... 
vision is chance. Like in like one of the most competitive esports is StarCraft. You have a random spawn in StarCraft in 1v1. And also you have the you only have a 25% chance to actually do damage when attacking up a ramp. It's like and that game was fine. It, I don't think the chance thing is an issue. And I don't really love special attack evasion either. But again, it doesn't guarantee that you lose is the thing. That's the difference. Your mistake is what ultimately guarantees you lose. Now with a CC opportunity, like getting resisted, like you've said before, you get CC'd mid combo, like a class literally stands up, grabs you, you lose just because of that bullshit. Do you get, did you guys play uh, World of Warcraft back in um, Burning Crusade? Yes. Uh, arenas? Yes. Yeah. Stun lock builds? The random chance? Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. So but, they made a conscious decision to like step away from that, that randomness in PvP. And I, I do agree. Um, I, I think that it's here in BDO because of the type of game this is, where RNG is prevalent in everything. But that's I think, comes from uh, actually the Korean culture, too, where... Mm. They love that shit. Yeah, and it's just, it's so ingrained in that culture that it's ingrained in this game, in everything. So, with the resistances, I think they've turned to that RNG chance as a way of creating build variety. But again, certain classes can take more advantage of stacking those uh, resistances. Um, so, it's not perfect. Yeah. Um I I think with the resist thing too is since it is kind of RNG like the boxes and stuff, you should probably get a celebration cheer every time you resist a CC. <laughs> um Kanichi Sai says you I just get iframe and celebrate. Yeah. I feel like the indicator stuff on the CCs resist and potentially the combo break you guys mentioned. PA will just say just turn on attack decisions. That's why we put it there for and be lazy as fuck. Well, stop letting it take up fucking game resources and. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gators fan nineteen ninety five says I'm not a huge fan of the Node War restructure. Forcing guilds to only participate on set days for the region is kind of frustrating. Coming from a guild that does Node War six days a week, the large scale PvP is pretty much the main reason I play the game, and I enjoy warring every day. So it kind of makes being in a guild fighting two to three days a week less appealing when I could just merc every day instead. Well, I think if you own a node, I, I mean, it's. I don't think you. It's going to stop you from murking. You, you'll still be able to murk on the days that your guild doesn't node war. Um, but that having been said, I do. I don't know if I like the three days a week either. I almost feel like. I don't know. Maybe four would be like a happy medium. Three feel does feel a little bit limited. But then again, I'm in a guild that node wars two to three times a week, so I don't. As is different for everybody. But yeah, you still have the option to Merc. So, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Um, Alchemista says, what what people should do is send all Wiz suck to the GM Node Wars in the global lab. <laughs> yeah, dude, when they do that, that sample Node War in the global labs, they should just send only Wizards. Send a little message. Uh, Mayo Knight. Okay, here we go. January 17, 2021, Florida Man Thinks Often is Good. Uh, bio. Fucking. <laughs> 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 oh my god. 
Biohack seems like a cool guy, but I didn't enjoy the segment of the podcast that talked about him and his enhancing money-making strategies. Oh, he openly man. admits that we can't really do the same to make silver, so there's nothing really to take away of practical value. I don't think his advice or his perspective on enhancing is really applicable to most people as he has the funds to be able to purely play the odds slash expected value as opposed to someone who is enhancing to get gear rather than make money. Sure, in the long run, after many attempts, a certain strategy may be better expected value overall, but for a single attempt, a different strategy with a better worst case cost might be more beneficial to most players. If Biohack fails a pry and a Tritungard ring, he just buys more and goes again and he'll be good. If Reslar does, he's flat broke <laughs> and he has to go oh, grind. Wow. <laughs> I've experienced both sides of this, actually. Oh, poor Res, dude. Uh, it was worth it for entertainment for Res to go for try and fail, but just from a game perspective, he definitely should have sold the duo. I did suggest that. Yeah, so did I. I felt bad. I'm going for try. Um, to apply it, was it to the a most gains he's seen all fucking year. Yeah. To apply it to a specific topic from the podcast, it's definitely not worth it for Biohack to cron pens because he's just failing the pens and he has essentially limitless resources to obtain whatever materials are optimal. For the rest of us scrubs, we may we may have crons stacked up from events or whatever and a limited amount of silver slash stones. It's more efficient to use the crons and upgrade to pen to be able to move from say mansions to Aukman than to save them for 18 months until you're in a position to use them or something worth. You'll gain more silver grinding at better places with better gear overall. Of course, however long it takes you to get a Black Star Dead God to buy enough crons to replace the ones you spent. It's sort of like throwing a 50-50 ball into an end zone from the 30-yard line. It's worth it to do that fairly often because the upside is so good, but it's probably not worth it to do it in the Super Bowl down two points with a minute to play. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reference that 90% of the people are not going to get um, I mean, I, I half agree and half disagree just because I, the thing is with Krons is I'm, I'm not biohacks level and I never have been biohacks level and it's still more worth it to build your fail stack up. So your chance of failing is reduced. Um, and typically it's not as expensive to get Tet. Occasionally, obviously we're going to have really bad times going for Tet, but it's really not that expensive to go for Tet, especially on on like, I don't know, weapons and armor. And I, I do think using crons at a certain point is fine when you start like, you save up crons, get your stack up. But I'm just speaking generally people cron at 110. And it's just like relatively inefficient. But it also, you have to factor in how long your sanity is gonna hold up if you fail going <laughs> on a backup, you know, so. Um, yeah. There is a there is a level of mental because capacity of what you can deal with. Yeah, I think the best thing for the mental is just buy what you want and just gamble with enhancing. Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing too is you can just buy everything, and that's another point Biohack made is like if you feel like the enhancement system is too hard or not fair, like you can just buy everything. I just I think the mental of it is just so tough with this game if you're actually trying to make gains with enhancing. Now, all right, accessories, I think it's okay. You just be ready to lose money. Be yeah. ready to lose money with gear. Yeah, it's such a pain to enhance for me. Like I I do not get joy out of it, so I just want to get through it. And like I'm okay with Dead God. I actually really like their implementation of Dead God because it doesn't take much 
to enhance to prepare for for that besides getting the the big stack you know for the try or the tet but if you're going for that you're either hoping for that big stack to go or you're just hoping for luck basically at the 111 stack like i had so i'm okay with that it's just it doesn't require that much um actually enhancing you know making the 20 stacks you can just let those stacks that they give us pretty much build up over time like i'm doing right now and then just buy uh outfits for the crons to be ready and you're good to go it's like a really high risk for a really high reward that doesn't take a long time to actually prep for but you really can if you wanted to get really sweaty about it like yeah. uh, someone in my guild they they made a 300 like 30 stack you know ready for uh try dead god i think it was around there and me i just pop it in the 111 and get it so i like that and i i think the enhancing system makes this game unique but the mental really really should just if if you're having a hard time with enhancing just buy what you want yeah gamble gamble for the rest just have fun with that um dreadspark says biohack trillions in gear declares accuracy the meta gets told by often nayashi that's often nayashi that dr is still relevant you can hit 467 accuracy and 290 ap without a single pen accessory don't be a musa and then he says this insult is a little ouch forgive me i don't understand <laughs> uh i mean i think he's just making fun of you i'm all on board uh, <laughs> He, like even Biohack himself said that his his little metrics are a little outdated since the DP bracket changes. So and everything's moving towards making accuracy more readily available. You can easily obtain high amounts of accuracy without much effort at all. Okay, first yeah. of all, don't insult Biohack by calling them his little metrics. Okay. Yeah. Don't try to belittle <laughs> Biohack's uh, little <laughs> metrics. Okay. <laughs> he has a spreadsheet longer than you are tall Nashi, all right get a grip now <laughs> i but i do agree like i don't know i think that um and i I've, i said this a million times but accuracy and now even with the new necklace coming which is going to be hard to get at first but i don't know there's just so many ways to deal with evasion now so many ways plus they nerfed evasion in a lot of ways so i don't know I, I don't really hear people complain about evasion anymore. It used to be in our comments like every couple weeks, like multiple yep. people saying you can't do anything against evasion. Evasion's not fair. And now most people are like slowly starting. Now there's a couple few bad apples that still have like 298 sheet accuracy that say evasion's not fair, but people are coming around. Um, I'm just going to say from these siege guilds, like everyone's going DR, guys. It's happening. If if you aren't going DR now, it's like you're a little behind because you can just do so much more damage with DR than an evasion setup unless you're certain classes, I believe. Or unless you're like, oh God, all the way C20 everything. Right. That's the thing. It's kind of, dude, I, I just switched to DR myself and I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's so liberating being able to just actually kill everybody you run into. It's a whole new yeah. world. Um, if you, if you haven't, guys, if you listen to this, go DR instead of evasion now. 
And if you're if you're an evasion build, this is why I say like obviously striker mystic are like the yes. exceptions, right? Big yes. big exceptions. Yes. But if you're not a striker or mystic and you don't have biohacks gear, if you're just an evasion C9, like everybody can kill you so easily, except for people that are probably still supposed to be in tier one wars. Like that's kind of the thing. Like that's where it is now. Like if you're running evasion because you wanted to be tanky and you're in a fight against Vertex, I promise you your C9 build is going to get deleted by Vertex members. DR baby. C9 is not a big deal anymore. Yeah, Striker Mystic are a little different because, um, well, I don't know, Mystic's kind of in a weird spot, but Striker still does so much damage even with lower AP and not that high of accuracy. And they, they really can build do. to be so tanky. They can, you can build, you can actually use Sisselneck and Orkinrad and still be relatively efficient kill-wise. Uh, Ezra EB says, I cannot believe that I'm the only one getting stuck in, in the fucking camera towers. I thought that it was weird that Escape took me next to it. Ah ha 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 God ba 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 A bunch of letters. Um, Alexander LaFortune says, Biohacks uh, has a different objective however he sticks to the 1v1 slat and min maxes ap to maximize the evasion what he's trying to do is create impossible situations to his opponents and purge skill factors as much as possible from the equation i do not wish to target him specifically but that trend of building is a problem optimal ap plus evasion hybrids plus adamantine builds are a big problem they're the most frustrating stuff to fight and are especially good for a few case classes hint they tend to be extremely difficult to catch, have grapples, or tanky, have great combo potential. I can't stand those players from for whom green evasion offhand with adamantine while keeping high AP is their end goal. It's just a cheese tactic and philosophy behind it is trash. Ignore 95% of the player base damage plus win uh, when opponent gets a needed knockdown combo resisted. Yikes. Biohacks is kudum though. At least there is some backbone to it. TLDR, adamantine needs to be changed uh, nerf to 15% knock, 5% stun. I'd be fine with that. Maybe give it maybe give it another stat too, because then no one would use it if it was 15-5. Maybe it should be like 15-5 and give, I don't know, 5 human damage or something, so it's like the rest of the RBF crystals. <laughs> Moose Assassin says, I, 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 I heard that subliminal shot you, <laughs> you at me, Frosty. Um... Orakami says, one question on Node War uh, crystals in the shop. What about losers? Sounds like a way for the same couple of better guilds to farm up good stuff, lol. I also tend to agree with Rezar about the changes. Feels like guilds are going to be forced to absorb or be absorbed. The number of guilds will probably go down. The system seems to be built around an exponential growth of people that will want to be in Node Wars. I don't know. Is it just, am I just blind? I, I just don't see it that way. I think that this is going to motivate way more people to want to participate and to address like the, what about the losers? Sounds like the same way for a couple of better guilds to farm up good stuff. I mean, they have to defend multiple fronts, right? How are they going to defend? Like even show nation, like yes, show nation is stronger than corrupt. And I don't know, we'll just say corrupt digital and brutal. Right. But if corrupt, digital and brutal all like eventually connect to the nodes on different sides. Like Chonation is not going to be able to defend against all of them. It's just not going to happen. And those guilds are going to win regardless. And uh, you can, you can see where the strong guilds are placed and you can literally just place somewhere else. 
that's the thing right now is the most difficult for the smaller guilds is placing on what seems to be a fun fight numbers wise and then it's Joe Vertex brutal <laughs> BR all of us just yep. hanging out on a T2 sup guys sorry we're gonna fight here tough <laughs> it, it sucks for them and it shouldn't be that way yeah. so hopefully this spreads the fights out more yeah I don't know for sure though Aura and it's totally possible that guilds end up just shrinking and less people participate in node wars I'm just failing to see the current incentive to participate in node wars like right now it feels like it's at its lowest and no one wants to be a part of it so yeah. I, it almost like can't be worse like just try something <laughs> different I don't know uh someone in my comment says bio bio biohack bio bio biohack that's the man uh grim says so you could have a theme song i don't know maybe he might have a theme song whenever he arrives to the scene uh grim says so you could have the big guild all get together and prevent anyone taking the starting nodes other than them just use politics to decide who's allowed out of the starting node there are way, there, first of all, there's way too many nodes to orchestrate that. And also all the big guilds do not get along. Maybe, I don't know what exactly. server you're on, but the big guilds are not going to all prevent <laughs> any of the small guilds from getting yeah. it. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to work together in that way. There is so much bad blood out there between but long time people. It's so silly. I can tell you what almost certainly is going to happen. The fucking, there's going to be guilds, siege guilds, that try to uh, fuck over other siege guilds from getting a specific node. Sure. So they'll like they'll build in a region that they like know that this other guild is gonna go for, and then because the whole like region is a fight, and that you don't have to be on the same node as another guild to go fight them, they're just gonna go over there and fuck with them so that they lose their node, basically. That would be the idea on Friday. And then that guild's gonna have to, you know, eventually hopefully sooner rather than later they're gonna have to figure out that oh we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to have some insurance of some sort so they're gonna have to team up with other guilds to go fight the other siege guild at their location so that they can't all just go gangbang the fucking the first guild that was getting attacked it's gonna be a goddamn nightmare it's gonna be pretty sweaty at first that's for sure until until people fall into the routines which nodes they go to where what time of week um yeah uh, and that's my worry, is after this initial, like, frenzy, everyone just spreads out and it stagnates. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, though, about the spreading out and stagnating part is you have to start on a starting note, which yeah. kind of limits where you can go. Because, all right, so I, I was saying earlier that there's one less total node, but that's including everything. Starter nodes, there's way fewer. Mm -hmm. Because there's only four or five in, in every region of whatever what is it five regions so at most there's only 25 starter nodes so i don't know i, I i'm not really sure I, we'll see how it plays out but i i don't know again it's kind of like it feels really stagnant right now like unless you organize with a friendly guild or someone that wants to skirmish generally it's really difficult to even find a fight like an actual fight yeah it, it is um uh vel is in 10 minutes by the way once every two weeks, we'll find a really good fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a pretty no, cool one with you guys recently. We had like a nice 3v3. It was a 
that was fun. I can't remember what the teams were exactly, but it was it was pretty fun. Yeah, those yeah. ones are nice. We had, we had like six pretty decent guilds on the same node, so that was fun. I wonder if guilds, more guilds would participate in node wars if they didn't get blasted by siege guilds the moment they go to T2s. Hmm. Uh, we don't want to be on T2s. Trust me. I hate... Uh, uh, our builders hate T2s just because the bases get run over. We want to be on T3s, but they're, they're just the fights are on the T2s more. Um. Yeah. Uh, Tim says, "Yeah, you can buy all your gear from the central market, but what are people supposed to do with the hundreds of Valks they get? Also, the reason Frosty likes enhancement system so much is because of how RNG carried it is. Must be nice. I can <laughs> I'm not RNG carried. What? What can you do with the Valks? Buying distos and enhancing. Yeah, dude. For for gamble gambling gambling. This is all that you're willing to lose." And don't and don't be too salty when you do lose it because it'll probably happen. Yeah, like if you want to gamble for fun, I mean, you don't. It's not like you have to do something with the Valks either. Like Rezlar has like a million stack. Don't you like really not use your fail stacks, Rez? Or you weren't for a really long time. Well, yeah. Now that I've like been enhancing Black Stars, I'm pretty out. But I had probably like two full rows of storage of uh, fail stacks, some of which were going up to like the teens in terms of the amount that I had. Like I'd have like 15, 20 stacks, like fucking 11, 30 stacks, etc, etc. So that's great. Just save that for dead god enhancing. That That's how I view it now. You you save all your mats for dead god enhancing or gambling. I still just feel like you should be able to sell them. Why can't we sell them? Uh... Why can't I liquidize my fail stacks that I get for free? <laughs> I said an idea like that a long time ago, put on the forums, and no feedback. I, I don't know about that one. Because I would like to be able to buy like a 300 stack to try to make a... That's what I'm saying. Try Dead God more reliably. Some people are just really unlucky, and maybe they're just tired of enhancing, and they just want to unload it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just seems like a win-win. Like I don't really know why we can't. What are the downsides of being able to sell fail stacks? No, well, there's some things you can do in the pull shop to buy them, but it's small amounts. I think we are well beyond that being a care for the people of this game. <laughs> True. Uh, do 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 do. Daz says, "What is up?" That pet damage update. Just make them scale properly for fuck's sake. Um, talking about Nova, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. He's talking about the uh, the thing where the if you have sub, change. yeah, if you have sub one hundred AP, then your pets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop. Yeah. That was AP that was a well. weird thing. Yeah, it was just random. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they don't scale with gear. It seems kind of weird, but um, maximum effort. I mean, the thing is, too, is they. So I was testing this with a striker. I I don't. There's like seems to be a cutoff because they do scale with gear. Like strikers clones do not do the exact same damage at all AP. It, it literally doesn't. Um, but so I was testing this with rage, and like the difference is dramatic. Like they literally don't even hit me when he has only 220 AP, but when he has 269 or 261, I think he said 261 is where it stops. 
they like hit super fucking hard. But then everything after 261, there's like nothing. There's like no difference. So I, I don't, I wish they would also just reveal exactly how that works. So it's not a question and give the reasoning as to why. I mean, the things that that's weird is like, it kind of works for striker um, and even tamer to some extent, but some of the other ones like right now, Nova feels really weird. I know a lot of Wake and Wiz Witch complain about their pets, so I, I'm not really sure. It's just a strange thing. Yeah, also, the Mystic Dragon does like no damage either. Um, Maximum Effort says, Sup guys, I left the game nearly a year ago for the third time, and again, I feel like playing it. Uh, this time for one year, it seems there's tons of new stuff in the game, and I'm totally lost. Can you TLDR <laughs> of the most important things that happened in the last year for me? Also, is there any new ways to spend your energy? I don't like life skilling at all. Um, you can exchange your energy for EXP buffs or for um, the Night Vendor. They buffed the Night Vendor. I don't know, what's a TLDR yeah, probably, for the last year? Probably still the best thing to do with your energy if you're not a life skiller is just turning it into energy pots. Oh, yeah. And then either just saving them for when you do want them eventually, or you can sell them. Although selling them isn't really super profitable, but make some money. Wait, someone help me with a TLDR. What happened in the last year? Successions came out. Um, yep. Neuro bombs. Uh, Odalia yep. is out. Uh, yep. Uh, and was Manos less than a year ago or about a year ago or right around that time? Or has it been mm, more than a year now? No, I think it's been more than a year, I'm pretty sure. Um, bartering became a thing and popular and is a fairly efficient way to make some good money while doing something chill. Uh, cooking is super prevalent now. Um, I don't know. That's what Succession Witch and Wizard are fucking busted. What'd you say? Oh yeah, not, Succession Wizard runs the, the server. If you're not cooking for easy profit every day, those crates, it's just, you, you're you're wasting time. Just get on Guru One cooking now, guys. That sounds. I'm hard. sure most of us here in this comms have it, but nope. like anyone in chat, lazy. I have nope. Guru Twenty. What? I'm lazy. What? Well, I know Nayashi's on it. Uh, but no, you guys really should just set your workers oh, you. up right. You buy nope. meat and peppers. Mm -hmm. Me, me, and Rez are gonna do a duo cooking grind together on stream. It's oh, gonna be great. Man, that's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it's really easy money, but to each their own. <laughs> you know what's easier money? Not playing this game and collecting my family fame. <laughs> John Terra says, "Nice flex, thirty-nine billion silver." Yeah, I caved and bought a a Pencudum again even though I sold my Pencudum, but I kind of lucked out because I sold my Pencudum for uh, almost 16 bill and was able to buy it for like 13.6. Wow. So it's not too bad. I think I basically broke even after tax or close to even. Pretty much, yeah. You probably made a little bit of profit, but minimal. I, I don't think so. I think I got a little screwed there, but we'll see. Um, I'd have to c calculate it. But yeah, grinding without the Kudum, even on Hashashin, I was just like, eh, it's just too much damage loss. Um, the Muffin Muncher says, buffing cannons just shows that PA knows nothing about Node War and Siege in this game. Cannons need nerfs, not buffs. First off, let's talk hmm. about that name. Well, the Muffin the Muncher. Muffin <laughs> well, I, I, they're not, you have to use the auras, right, to get the buffed cannons mm -hmm. in this new Node War system. So it's like, 
they're not necessarily just buffed like without a cost you have to use like zarka's auras or i don't know which auras were for the damage but they're kind of a ripoff 30 more damage yeah i don't know if it's worth it they're also a ripoff if they don't design some way to change between ammo types in the fucking cannon or flame tower or watcha yeah it's literally just gonna be dead content if they don't do that because no one's like, it's just too it's much of a hassle. Dead content. No one's gonna fucking spend their auras on that shit. Uh, yeah. Well, that's actually. What... Yeah. No know. one's gonna do that. Yeah. No one ever. No, they are. They <laughs> are. Competi like, oh, no, shit, competitive had, guilds had... definitely are. It's just the cost ratio to cannons is like at first it's gonna be fine because people just have auras saved up forever, right? Mm -hmm. But eventually, dude, it's like one. What you have to use an aura for only five one shots. One per shot. Uh, isn't it five shots? Or am I thinking five oil oh, for the five? Tower? Maybe I thought the... it was one per two. It's uh, one per five, but that's still too much. It should be, I think, the cannon itself. It, it, or even the, the building structure should be upgradable. With oh, with the aura? Oh, yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. Now, you run the risk that, would, See, that would actually That would actually be interesting because then it's like you have different types of cannons doing different things and maybe yep. you don't give a shit if they use this cannon but if they use this cannon it's like oh fuck we got to get that down right away yeah sure. yeah make it visually different distinct yeah. one one aura equals five cannonballs which yeah how fast do you go through five cannonballs 30 seconds 25 <laughs> seconds yeah. Uh, yeah they go through a lot our special teams guys a lot like 300 so do that math yeah, three hundred. Guess they got to do Nuver a lot. Trass is the Nuver. It's a it's a guild, guild requirement, requirement vertex. Nine. Yeah, if you're not at Nuver, we're kicking you out <laughs> of the guild. And that's the thing. Can we even transfer the our balls to them? Oh boy, that's <laughs> shouldn't say that out loud. Um, but well, nowadays, yeah, it's, it's like possible. can we can we even do that? <laughs> yeah, fucking Ashley. That's the first funny thing he's ever said. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I don't know. There was that one thing where he said, "What was it again?" It was like, uh, "Often is better for Zarka" or something along those lines. Yeah, something that was pretty entertaining. Something, something, something I use a often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something, something often plus Toro spell. I don't remember. Something like that. How, how do you say? <laughs> how do you say often, Scarlet? Do you say often or often? You know what? I probably said it both ways, but. If I were to say it like off the cuff, what about, I'd say off. What about if the, I, what about if, the AP if I asked you, What offhand? The AP offhand, what? the the boss one that's orange. Yeah. What do you call that? A uh, fiery nuver. Okay. What about the what about the items that you put into your gear to make them stronger? Like once they're at pen. Caffers. So Nayashi says caffers. <laughs> he says ofen and he says nover. But I told him that it's totally okay because some people also say opals and bonobos, so it's like not that big. Of a hey, sometimes, sometimes I'll say instead of a washer, like a washing machine, a washing machine. Are you from Are you from Washington? No, I'm from Arizona. Oh, dude, that I feel like everyone up in like up north, like the West Coast, the northern, like the Northwest, is like I don't know, dude. They love to say wash. I've noticed. It's kind of a strange hmm. thing. Up in Washington, they like to wash stuff. Oh. Yeah, where's that R even coming from, man? For my family, it comes from Michigan. Uh, Bell, by the way. 
I just realized Bell is up. He is <laughs> doing his thing. People in Washington are upset that I said that. I've heard too many people <laughs> from Washington State say Washington and that they want to wash their clothes. And it's like subtle. I'm exaggerating the R, but they say it where it's like, are you saying, are you saying wash? They're like, what do you, no, no. I'm, and then when they enunciate, it's like, I'm, I'm saying wash. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was washing my clothes and I'm like, wait, you said, you said wash again. I think you just said wash. No, I'm saying wash. I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, back to my story. I was saying washing. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you're saying wash. Stop saying it wrong. I don't know. Someone's saying it's a Canadian thing. Maybe that's why I've noticed people from uh, Washington are saying it. A bunch of Canadians up there. You could explain the Michigan thing too. Uh, all right. That's the end of the comments. Uh, we have no more comments. If you want to comment on the show, we read it every single week. Uh, do so. We'll read it and uh, reply and hear your feedback. And if you want to complain, disagree with us, that's a fine. We, we also... Uh, stream generally so if you want to be in the chat live while we're recording the podcast every sunday uh around 10 a.m pst we start recording um are we gonna all do a vel bundle opening together you gonna stick around for that yeah, sure yeah right, i actually do... didn't have to didn't have to take off really so we're gonna do I can a, get my crons. A countdown dude we're gonna do a countdown and we'll all click at the same time one of us is gonna do it with four people we're definitely gonna get it sure. dude i dodged it dude i'm so good at tamer Nice. Were you holding WW down? Yeah, I was just doing WW over and over and over again. Oh, I won't of... be harassed this time, guys, so I, I can open it right when you, you count down. Hey, crazy. You're not gonna be grabbed? Alright. Alright, swap care I'm gonna swap characters, pull it out, and then I'll do a I'll do a little countdown. Like was Alright. Do you uh do you stream at all, Scarletta? I do not, no. Nothing Never. like that. All right, where uh, where can people find that, you, dude? Where like what what's your recruitment message to the masses? Uh, more suck wizards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll take uh, some awakened zerkers too. But yeah, if you're not six fifty plus, you really don't have a shot. If Would you take a succession tamer if they were like seven ten gear score? I actually don't think that exists. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What's the minimum gear rec for a succession wizard? Um, I mean, I can't even say six forty anymore because, like, dead gods out. So like, it's like six fifty. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the standard. And for everyone else, for every other class, what's their gear rec? Oh, for you they guys? better have like front page war scores. They they better be like already known, basically. Um, that's that's the difference between the classes, man. It is. Uh, it's crazy. Like, there's literally like uh, that, that. That is just say it out loud. There's literally a different gear score requirement in all guilds that care about node wars for that class. It's lower because they just want that class than everyone else. It's actually insane. Yeah. What about in terms of recruitment? What about succession? Which do you do you say the same thing for that as succession wizard? Or is that like somewhere in between, like normal recruitment and suck wizard? Usually, if they're a witch, they're awakening for PvP. Um, no one really applies. I've never actually seen an applicant to us that was suck witch for PvP, like trying to get into the guild that way. They usually have a tag wizard or <laughs> feels bad. Yeah, that's just how it is. 
All right. Double you, TP. You guys ready to open these? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Yep. Hover That's over it. We're going to open it on go. I'm going to count down from three. Here we go. Someone's getting a fucking heart. Nash, you ready? Yeah, hold on, hold on one second, one second. Get out of that Zerker's arms, Nashi. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, hold on. Dude, that shit was so funny during the tier list and Rezzler's like, I need your full attention, Nashi. You gotta stop what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> alright, you ready? Almost. Oh my god. Are you like tiger blading all the way back to town or something? Yeah, <laughs> dude, he's tiger blading all right, now, all right, water. Alright, here we go. Three, two, <laughs> one, go! Ugh, oh. nope. Hell yeah, Kaffers. Rez? No. Oh, you trashed it. Anyone get a 100 mil uh, gold bar? No. Damn it, dude. Why is this shit so hard? I've never gotten a Vel. Ugh. And I haven't hey, missed that I, many. I, I dueled a Valkyrie, and the deal was whoever wins, you stand over the body and you pop it. So let's see if he get his, because I beat him. What? You beat a Valkyrie? You don't even have a grab. It's crazy. We were just doing a quick duel. Oh, okay. you get it. Don't need grabs for quick duels. I got you. Uh, cool. Uh, so, he uh, didn't get it either. Fuck. <laughs> um, that, Bell's a scam. Bell is a scam. That's that's the end of that. Rezzler, you want to close us out? Thanks again, uh, Scarletta, for hanging out, man. It was awesome. And like yeah, I said, thank you. Uh, it's been fun. It'll be cool when once we get the Node War changes and we've had it for for a little while. Bringing bringing you back on, maybe get a couple of GMs on that Node War and Siege and stuff, and have kind of a little round table discussion yeah, on how it is would be kind of fun that'd be good to have it from like a siege perspective from like a t3 perspective and then maybe even uh on down from there yeah 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 we appreciate you coming on uh if you are interested in joining a siege guild consider joining vertex uh obviously if you're not a slick wizard <laughs> you got quite a bit of a gear score requirement to uh to obtain but uh, dope guild, dope community, been around for quite a long time, and uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on, Scarletta. Thank you so much. Um, thanks thanks again to all you're, of our. You, you're only ahead. like seven hours of leveling away from being able to apply to Vertex. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again to all of our uh, patrons and everybody who watches us on uh, our individual Twitch streams. Like Frosty said, if you want to watch this live, we are usually... At least one person is streaming it every Sunday, if not all three of us. Uh, you can catch those streams at twitch.tv slash sofrosty, nyashi underscore na, and nightrizzler. Um, also leave a comment on the video. We read all the comments every episode. Uh, tier list is out. It is officially out. It was released on Wednesday, which is probably what we should have opened this show with for people who didn't know. Um, tier list is out, so go check it out. Um, we spent a good couple hours talking about it. We made two separate lists, one for overall PvP and then one for PvE. We decided to make the PvE separate since we kind of have less to say about it and we didn't really want that factoring into the PvP list. Um, so go check that out. And yeah, that'll be it, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye.